don't buy an A7. Why would you buy an A7 as when you're just starting out? What are Why we buy a DSLR about? if you're just starting? Welcome to the Outer Hours sense. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, you're interrupting the Outer Hours podcast. Oh, I apologize. Oh, over shit. I apologize. I'm Special guest, Zion Geek, leveled AF. Oh, Jesus Christ. Let's get in here, boys. What is happening? What is up, everybody? Uh, so apparently this is the Outer Hours podcast right now. We fucked up. I apologize. Yeah. I got in the middle. Well, All right, we were in the middle of recording an intro, and you just had to apparently think this was your situation. So I mean, yeah, I apologize. To be guests. to be fair, you you, you did what? Okay, wait, hold on. Skirt. Let's reset. Hey, welcome to the Outer Hours podcast, being hosted on Level to AF Twitch TV. Uh, I am your host Benji with co-host Dylan. We have hello, hello. leveled and Zion on today. What's going on, guys? Yeah, pleasure to have, have you having... here. We're really excited. <laughs> the boomers, the boomers having a panic attack right now. Oh, I got bamboozled <laughs> on my own fucking podcast. <laughs> All right, guys. If you guys are on Twitch right now, you probably know this is less than average podcast with. Outer Hours Podcast, we're collaborating today. We're gonna to talk some weird shit. What are we starting with, boys? Let's just jump right in. So who the fuck are you people? Who is, what is Outer Hours? What are you guys? Let's go, let's go, what you got? Yeah, so I'll introduce myself first as I would like to start off with by saying I'm the most reoccurring guest on this podcast series. Yes, yep. you he fucking is our are. First, <laughs> you are our first repeat uh, guest. You are. From, yeah, episode two um, to, I don't know what the other one was, to now 41. It's like every 10 episodes, I just say, hey, it's time. Yeah, yeah. But um, now but you guys have you have a podcast now. Before the last time you were on, you guys didn't have a podcast. Yeah, well, this is actually my first time on. So oh. long time, long time viewer, listener, first time guest. Oh, you're not required welcome. to say that. You can say you don't know what this is. And I'm yeah, I'm just <laughs> I'm just as coom laden seeing Ben as I was seeing As on the podcast. That's fair. That's fair. Well, that's right, because I remember I did your podcast. If you guys don't know, it's Outer Hours Podcast. And uh, how many episodes are you guys in now? So we have eight out. Eight um, out, okay. I have, we have a total of 10 edited, edit, edited um, that are sitting on my computer. I just haven't put the intro into them uh, to get them. That guy, it is fault. He's lazy. It is my fault. Literally, all I pointed the wrong way, Chief. But okay, yeah, pre-recorded intro. Uh, um, you're pointing at levels. <laughs> no, now I'm pointing. It's my fault. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, there we go. I um, I'd like fault. to blame whichever one is the right person. That's fair. Yeah. For we have ten. Um, we have eight out. I just haven't put the other two out due to lazy, forgetting life. Um, put it on the back burner. Started school recently, so it just hasn't been a priority for me. Tacos. Um, to to focus on clicking add sound clip publish that's literally right. all i have to do for those that's episodes. tough that's tough it's, i mean you're yeah. when you get busy it's hard to do those two extra clicks i find time to do nothing i just don't find time to do that <laughs> yet your final fantasy 14 characters what 72 now <laughs> 72 150 oh, hours in about three weeks uh -huh. which one which character my machinist yeah that's a good class. Everybody wants everybody wants to be a machinist. Now I have to find a different DPS class. I uh, reinstalled that. I play I installed that on Steam and I you couldn't did. get to even fucking play it. I know. Dude, I I'm gonna so have I've, to I'm gonna have to get a new character and just start the entire fucking ball over again because yeah. I'm so lost. I've been playing that game off and on since it came out on PS4, like what, six years ago or some crazy shit? I don't know how long ago. Something about that. Yeah, yeah. something. 
I've played every expansion and I've gotten to end game ex with everyone except for this one. I've kind of like Shadowbringers is all right. It's been okay. It's not. It's just the same thing uh, over and over again. Uh, but right it, again, it, it is not it, six years. September thirtieth, twenty ten. Uh, Eleven years. Okay. It's only came on PS four. Yeah, but you, that's. That's counting the original 14, and nobody remembers that. So everyone started playing with A Realm Reborn. Yep. So. Yeah, that's true. 2.0. Yeah, 2.0 yeah. is when it, like, A Realm Reborn, when that came out, that's when I first jumped in. I didn't play the original, because I heard it was a dog shit, so I didn't put my time in. It most certainly oh, was. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I guess I'll do a quick introduction, since I'm, like, the only non-white person. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh. Um, Weird flex, but all right. We're gonna hit that. Right. Gonna hit that <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, biggest dick here. I'd like to introduce myself. <laughs> With the uh, best my name's here, Benji. Uh, I'm that. just a photographer and gamer. I don't really do much. Uh, it's amazing. I'm even up at this hour. Fair, fair. So you play video games. You take pictures. You do both. He's Pretty the much. other half. He's the other half of the shitting on Zenzel clan. With me. That's Dude, right. If Zenzel's in chat right now. Uh, he's going to be the most hated. If this is podcast he, ever takes chat? off, I don't know. But if he, no. dude, if this podcast ever takes off, he's going to be well known as the most hated person. <laughs> you should, you should make a uh, merch, <laughs> merch that says Zenzel was here or something like that. <laughs> How shitty is that? Sorry, Zenzel. I mean, it is Zenzel's, it is. Drone, Zenzel's drone license revoked. Oh, yeah, god. that'll forever go down. It was like the most frustrating moment. Oh god. Oh. No. I wasn't there for that, but I heard all about it. It yeah, was the worst. What, what was uh Wild Ghost Lands. Recon? Wildlands. Wildlands. Mm -hmm. On a ghost 40, run. So 45 minutes into the game. Cleared the first mission. We're all in the fucking helicopter. It's like, hey, can you fly your drone in here? Like Zenzel, don't crash. Yeah. I but just the, uh, yeah the ghost mode if you die that's it so we cleared it, like it, the first main story shit and he just kills us off yeah it, yeah it fucking it hard resets you like it kills the character deletes every progress and puts you back to main menu yeah but imagine being imagine that you do one thing in a video game and it haunts you forever on your online life we had to talk about this last time on the podcast we talked with Lance of his prime and we were like dude if if anybody recorded my xbox live chat i think i'd be banned for eternity from playing any video game ever again like well, not if the internet likes you they won't care this is true this is true yeah if the internet does like me but i don't you know yeah like we wouldn't have ninja or fucking any of those like mlg pro guys because they were all shit talkers too that's true that kind of got i mean like those are guys that are pro shit talkers now they get paid to do that you know like nick Merckx is giant for it talks mad shit but gets paid bank so, to be fair, speaking of which, I, Nick Merckx feels like, I feel like he came out of nowhere. Like, if you think about, like, no. the timeline, I feel like he's no, coming he, out of nowhere. He came from Halo. Well, he came from Gears. Um, okay. Yeah. He played Gears competitively. And then back in, like, five or six years ago, he would grind, but only had, like, two or 3,000 viewers at a time. So, right. he wasn't popping up on, like, the top of the, the charts. But he's been consistently grinding for, dude, 10 plus years. Recently, okay. yeah, he's absolutely massive um i think a lot of that kind of picked up more when he joined like 100 thieves back in the inception of that yeah and then when he got screwed over there and went over to phase it just absolutely exploded yeah yeah well he was on the Warzone train yeah for the record i hope 100 thieves loses today are they playing today oh, the lcs yeah lcs okay 
I think I Team wondering. Liquid's going to stomp them, but, you know. We'll see. It's neither here nor there. Huh? We'll see. I, 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 team Liquid's just been unstoppable lately. Uh, my team's TSM. They shit the bed on that one, but, you know. That's fair. All right, so give me an update on the uh, the world of esports. What are the hot contenders? What's going on? Because I don't follow esports for shit. I know I should, but I don't. I just don't. Uh, Valorant's shit was a, a <laughs> shit show. Okay, what happened? Uh, they were having. Uh, don't quote me on it, but I remember seeing like an article somewhere about there was like somebody on one of the pro teams that got swapped out because they had like cheating allegations. Oh, oh wow. Okay. That's tough. Imagine getting like. Imagine joining a team because they think you're good, and then all of a sudden, like they come to find out that you've just been cheating the whole fucking time and bamboozling everyone. I feel like I that's like remember. every interview process for a job, though. You make yourself sound so fucking good, and then you get there, it's like turns out you're trash. Yeah, turns out like you actually can't make well, you're plays. Not, you're not gonna be a hundred percent all the time. No, but for the amount of money, it's the same thing as like physical pro athletes. For the amount of money that you get paid, there's no reason why you shouldn't be. 100% all the time well, that's like your only thing and I and I get it I understand fatigue it sucks waking up at 8 o'clock playing a game for 12 hours throughout the fucking day and just staring at it. that sucks that I could not imagine the mental toll that takes but again for the amount of money that you're being paid to play a game you should be at 100% well that but it's also a voluntary choice like no one's forcing you to have that be your career path true and yeah if you voluntarily choose that like you obviously know what it's going to demand because nobody joins something right off the bat and makes it to the top so you already right. have, you already have that kind of what's the word i'm looking for not duration um you have that expect of the expectation in, of it yeah the expectation the endurance that you're putting in that amount of time other than not to be able to perform when it matters most on like a consistent basis let's say mm. like I don't have any remorse for that. You're getting paid more than likely hundreds of thousands of dollars from the team on top of streaming, which I imagine most do, on top of donations and sponsorship deals. You got to show up when that doesn't. And when you don't, like, sorry, it sucks. But like in the real world, if I don't show up my job when it matters most, I don't have that job. Yep. Yep. Uh, I know the, um, the support for TSM. He came over from, I think, the LPL. And he has a $6 million two-year contract. Dude's getting paid $3 million a year to play League of fucking Legends. And he shit the bed last week. And he was just feeding his ass off. And there's no excuse for that amount of money. That investment that that team put into you for you to play like that. I, mean, I still love the team, but... That's the same thing that happens in, like, football or baseball yeah. like you could yeah. be you could be paid 30 40 million dollars for a year for a three-year contract and your batting average can be shit and like all like the money you pay or something hey but guess what those people are getting paid regardless yeah yeah you know what i'm saying like they could play like shit but like i would i would push to join a team get three mil and then play like shit and then like get kicked off like appreciate it <laughs> thanks for the three mil thanks for the free advertisements for my twitch stream thanks for the the three mil thanks for the sponsorship deals even if it lasts for a year you're set i mean who really makes three million dollars at 18 years old if not exactly. younger you know what i'm saying yeah. yeah i mean even if you suck balls like you just made a cool three mil plus sponsorships plus now everybody knows your name even if you're trash they still know you so i mean you i'll suck for 100k a year you're gonna pay me three mil yeah 
Easily, easily. I'll be, I'll be fourth what? bench. I don't care. And these kids, they, they've already made more than 99% of the rest of Americans. So, I mean, like, you're coming out on top no matter what. Yeah, yeah but they need more money from Twitch subs making that much. Yeah. That's true. You need the retention, too. Like, you know, you don't, nobody wants to, like, willingly join a team and play these these things and not be good. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like the skill gap is so high because the practice, like you said, Benji, is so ridiculous. It's 12 hours a day, every single day, running drills, running practice. It's like like martial arts or something. Like you have to hit the bag 10,000 times to really master one punch. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then you're on to the next punch. And so running those drills constantly, it's a whole different league. But at the same time, if you like playing video games and that's what you like, Vaughn said, if that's what you know you're getting into, you really don't have any room to, to bitch. It's like, you don't play baseball your entire life and join a baseball team and then want to switch to basketball all of a sudden. You know what I'm saying? Unless, like, unless you're Michael Jordan, but that's a different case. But that's Michael Jordan. He could have done, yeah. he could have bought the fucking baseball team he played for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, he could have bought it. He, didn't, he just decided to play for him. Look, the two youngs are like, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah, I know. Well, I'm trying to think of the other actual... Um, Bo Jackson, who actually did have like a successful career in two different sports. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's true. That's true. Yeah, it just depends, man. I mean, people are different. People are built different. But at the same time, like if we're talking esports, man. Like just the fact of how much money is in esports nowadays, it's fucking ridiculous. You can be a B line, a C line. You could be a four string and still make two hundred fifty thousand dollars plus the Twitch, plus the sponsorships, plus the merchandise, all that stuff. You're getting a piece. Call of Duty. You could be a sixth man and just stream scrims on the side. And like they bank. want, most of them won't even let you stream scrims because they're like they want to keep their tactics and their shit private. And yeah. then, but you know, if you get picked up by a team, then next thing you know, you're in their house and you don't have to pay rent. Yeah. So I mean, like it's. But then you have to share a house with a bunch of fucking gamers, which yeah. sounds horrendous. I take a pay cut. <laughs> you know, you know it, <laughs> but I live off campus. Smells no. like a Best Buy in there, but. <laughs> It probably smells like radioactive Cheeto dust in Mountain Dew. Yeah. Like, I like Doritos, but, like, I don't love them that much. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's like Cool Ranch dust is sprinkled everywhere. Yeah, it's probably all over the... Every keyboard's all over the couch. Like, imagine trying to have a girlfriend in a room full of those. Like, imagine. Imagine. Like, hey, guys, fake God's got a fucking girl over. I uh, know, exactly. <laughs> I'm streaming right now. Let's go crash their party. Like try to uh, try. To, all right, imagine trying to clap cheeks on an esports team in an esports house. Imagine. <laughs> I legitimately think it's everybody's got their sound canceling headphones on. This is true. You think it's probably easy? I think it's probably fairly easy. No offense to the gamers, but I feel like a lot of the ones who are going to be making that much money are well known enough to where if they really wanted to, they could. It could be in the back of a pickup truck, and it would happen. True. Well, yeah. They're that known on the internet. Their, their DMs well. are probably. They, and they also get the e-girl crowd, so that that's a win in my book. Yeah, fair. That's true. Uh, and now I'll, I'll put out there, uh, double lift, well-known league player. Dude has some like 30, 40 million. He's uh, dating a girl named Lena, who's mm -hmm. the president of something for TSM. And my God, that is the, yeah, yeah. You, Wait, you hold can on. Google it. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Say what now? So somebody's dating? Or is he on the TSM team? He was. Uh, he retired at the end of last season. Okay. So he retired, but he's still dating the like one of the leaders. Yeah. Yeah. Bro. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm. I'm not. Okay. 
I'm not saying there's politics involved, but it seems like there's some politics involved in that. It's a little tiny I, bit. They've been, they've been dating so, for a while, but <laughs> yeah. Doublelift and Lena are still together. Last year, yep. Lena also shared on Twitch that Doublelift proposed to her. However, she said no unless he won the trophy of the League of Legends World Championship. Oh, Which he didn't because well. they got knocked out. Oh, imagine your entire relationship based on a fucking tournament, bro. Talk about toxicity. Yeah, but, but Zion will vouch for me. Lena is... Yeah, that's a thumbs up. Okay. That's two thumbs up. Is it though? Like... And that's not a thumbs up. If that's, that's the defining though. factor yeah. of it moving forward. Yeah. Uh, well, they're still together. They live. She appears on his stream sometimes a lot. And yeah. All right. Good for him. You know, yes. good for him. <laughs> get, uh, Props. <laughs> Props. Yeah. Good. Good for you, brother. All right. Yeah, it is what it is. But I, I think Liger in chat saying it ain't worth it, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. First and foremost, you don't cross the streams. Like you're not gonna sit there. Like I've never dated a girl from like my job. I, you don't. You don't. What is it? What is that saying? It's like uh, you don't fish where you take. Also take a piss. You know what I'm saying? Like just don't. Benji's camera just took a shot, giant dump. You still there, Benji? It's coming back. It's coming back. That's fair. There it is. Oh, all right, you're back. All of that trash talk on my C920. I know. We're looking it. good. We're looking good. <laughs> They're doing, to be fair, they are doing a lot of construction around me, so they could be ta hitting like that's fair. a line or something. Yeah, that's fair. So the podcast gets progressively better. It's because Benji got knocked offline. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Damn, dude. So, wait, I want to jump into this, though, real quick before we, before we move on. What is it like? What has it been like for your journey starting a podcast, jumping into the podcast? Benji, you kind of jumped into the podcast. As the host later on, I think you guys started with K State. No offense to K State, but now it's Benji. So, what? Give me some. Give me some insight. And why did the podcast start? Yeah, um, Benji, I'll start with this if that's fine. Yeah, go uh, for it. So, the podcast originally started about six years ago. Matt kept pitching me on the idea of a podcast, mm -hmm. um, and I never liked any of the names that he would do. And I didn't want to do a podcast. But I thought the name was fucking dumb. Right. Because I don't want to tell people, hey, listen to this and like whisper the name or write it down. I two kitties in a sock. Welcome to the uh, two kitties in a sock podcast. Like that. Well, and so we eventually came down to two names and it was Outer Hours and Two Peas in a Podcast. I got I oh. almost got it close. Oh, um, man. If it wasn't, man, you're lucky you chose Outer Hours. Both of them. Like I did two peas in a podcast like a joke. Like, how about this one? It'd be funny. And then I was like, how about this one? He was like, two peas in a podcast. And I was like, well, no, what? I'll do it if it's this. Um, right. So then I ended up like buying the like the rights to the name Outer Hours and like the, the branding for it and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And it started off pretty good in terms of like consistency, but there wasn't a lot of, I would say, effort on both ends that were put into it. Mm. We would say, hey, let's meet Tuesdays. And then like no prep work was done. So then we tried to have like a... Um, like structure to what we wanted to do. So we had ideas of this and ideas of that. And, you know, I was putting notes on there and Matt was busy. He recently got a girlfriend who he was, he's very involved with still currently. So that was taking up a lot of his time. Mm -hmm. um, and I love Matt to death. I've known him for, at this point, about 12 years. But I was like, I kept kind of giving him out to get out of the podcast. Right. Um, of like, hey, if you're too busy, let me know. I don't care. Like, I have Benji, who will gladly come on and do this. He has the availability. 
for the like the interests of you know quote unquote outer hours was life outside the nine to five so i didn't really want to focus on work everybody works nobody really fucking cares right um, about your job and you know i'm sure there's definitely exception to be the dope ass fucking job but like no one wants to hear me talk to shareholders about their stock no nope. one wants to hear matt talk about selling equipment nope. outside of us like you no one really fucking cares and mm -hmm. that's fine so try and gear it towards something else and we just didn't share a lot of common interests with that so mm -hmm. not having those same interests and him being very busy not always making it on time or not putting in the like show notes for it it just wasn't that great and then eventually i kind of became not aggressive with it but i was like hey like i'm gonna move forward with benji and the way that we kind of did that unintentionally i had a, an episode with benji right um like a one-on-one -on -one with him and then from there it worked we had a show notes we had this whole separate app we use that we collaborate on for notes for stuff we'll edit stuff comments hey this is good this is bad mm -hmm. um and like we just became it was much more fluid it didn't seem yeah. like i was putting in everything to it and the other guest was just there because it was scheduled mm -hmm. um, like how zion just smirked right there <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a very similar deal with so, this than that less than average it became not it wasn't ever not enjoyable but it became more enjoyable doing it with benji because it it didn't feel like it was work. It was just something right. fun to do. We looked forward to it. Um, given I don't edit them for shit anymore um, or put them out. Right. But Andy. But it was, it was, yeah. Uh, it was really enjoyable to start it with one friend, to go through the experience of it not necessarily being the way that you wanted it to come out to be. And then having the opportunity to still keep the idea going and have someone who shares the same outlook with you and keeping it going. Yeah. That's key, so. man. I mean, uh, you got to be able to vibe with the person. Um, you have to be able to have similar goals, similar interests, similar. You have to be able to talk to each other easily. Yeah. That's a big thing for a podcast, I find. Um, you have to be able to keep the conversation flowing in a natural way. A natural way is the key. Natural way is the key. I think a lot of people can like. I've listened to podcasts where it's like very scripted, almost like a play. And there's nothing against those podcasts, but. I think with less than average, I wanted to start a podcast that was just like a natural conversation about different interests. And, um, you know, it's with a focus on gaming, but a big focus on just content creation and just general gaming news and just learning about people. Um, it's very similar to Outer Hours, ex except we focus on like gamers outside of work. Like, wh why do you game? Like, why do you, you know, you could do anything else. Why don't you read books or go ride bicycles or fucking beat, beat your meat? Like, why are you gaming? You know what I'm saying? Like, why? And uh, that's how it started. And then it kind of evolved. So have you found that with Benji, like Benji, this is probably directed more towards you. Have you have you seen it kind of like, I guess the best way to put it is evolve more. Have you gotten better at it? Like, what are the things you've learned since you started? Yeah, I'd say like if you if you listen to the first three episodes, I think you did with Matt, um, it, it was kind of robot-y. And it just, but with me and Dylan, like we known each other a hell of a lot less longer than he's known Matt, but we just, just gel and mesh together and we talk a lot offline and so when we talk offline it just kind of merged into that i mean and i feel like i'm a good fit into the podcast because my entire life is outside the nine to five i don't I don't have a job i don't plan on ever having a job ever again um and just content creation from here on out but yeah. that's it for me 
That's awesome. I mean, I, if I'm, I can, mm-hmm. sorry, if I can ask, because I've never asked it before, was it weird to kind of step in where Matt was to be on that? No, I just feel like it's like the, if you ever watch like the Today Show, it's like Michael Strahan just coming in as a guest at host for a couple of episodes. And next thing you know, he's hosting Today for forever. So, I mean, that's, that's natural. It's a good analogy. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. It's different, man. I think we're in a podcast different. Zion, what do you think, man? How's it? We've evolved a ton. I mean, we're episode episode forty-one. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I mean, going from you still do all the editing, all the panel creation, and all that shit, and I just show up and you hit the button. Uh, but as far as like having the different perspectives and being able to hold conversation rather than just it, it bullet point, bullet point, bullet point. Yeah. It's like it naturally flows like. We talked about fucking Brazilian tapeworms to webcams to that, like, and just it natural progression rather than just sitting here doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, I mean, it's a good idea. I think uh, Matt and I agree with this, man. Like, it's good to have some bullet point ideas of like where you want the conversation to potentially go, but you don't necessarily want to like limit it to like, all right, this segment's over, moving to this segment. Like, it should be more. Like, we'll have general ideas, and sometimes we'll hit some of the points, and sometimes we don't. I'm like, ah, we'll do it next time. Fuck it. Like, you know, this conversation got more interesting this way. We just let it, you just let it naturally happen. You don't force. I think this is the best thing I've learned over the course of doing the podcast is like being more natural with it and just like, we're just having a conversation. We're just hanging out. We got some things we want to talk about. I'm an inquisitive little bastard. So, you know, I'll ask questions and then we'll just see where it goes, you know? I think segues are really important with like the bullet point outlook on it because I think having general ideas is very important as far as what mm-hmm. you want to talk with. But yeah, I think even if you just focus on the bullet points, there are proper ways that you can go from one to the other and not yep. making it seem like it's completely out of left field right. um, for something happening or, you know, going from talking about walking your dog on the trail. So, oh, that reminds me of this one time, you know, I was camping on a trail and sigging two things together that may oh, yeah. not share something, but going, you know, from just one thing immediately to what kind of what you said, like the, oh, that's done onto the next one. It's really jarring as a listener. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, it's a that. skill. It's 100% a skill. I think at the beginning when we first started the podcast, it was like, oh, what are we doing here? Like, uh uh-huh, it's less than average. And then now it's like, we can jump from one thing naturally into this other thing because it's like we've gotten better at the conversational piece. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, that uh, takes time. Uh, yeah, when I got... learn how to pick up cues. Dylan, shut up. I'm talking. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the joys of Discord podcasting, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Well, Everybody... Say... Yeah, exactly. Everybody wants their two cents in and it's... Yeah. And you also learn how to pick up cues of your co-hosts and that you know your first few episodes are always going to be rough like it was painful listening to matt and dylan it was painful listening to you guys when you first start but once you 50 yeah Yeah. once you you know do a couple episodes you learn you know what how your co-host speaks and their mannerisms and it's easier for you to interject then and there and segue further so it's it's like a nice wine it gets better with age I'm a very ADHD talker when it comes to things like that. So if something comes to mind right away, I feel like I, like I need to say it. And it's a big problem because I'll interject all the time and not realizing that I'm interjecting. Mm. Um, one thing that's made like the flow of things really smooth is really kind of what Benji just said, is that once you talk to someone for so long, it makes everything smoother. 
because I would, me and Benji would essentially have podcasts just in Discord without recording anything and talk right. for an hour and a half, two hours. And it's just, that's what it was. All of that made it super helpful. Not that I didn't talk to Matt because I did, but it was mostly about gaming with gaming, that stuff where right. with Benji, I talked outside of that. And as I'm sure all three of you can remember my first two episodes before I even put them out, I sent them to you guys and was like, listen, what sucks? What's good? Mm -hmm. Benji tore me the fuck apart on that. <laughs> Zion was like, it's great until you guys stop talking. Then I thought the podcast was over. Then 10 seconds later, one of you guys fucking talk again. And it's like, that's not good as a listener. Right. And I was like, that's great information. And you, God bless your heart, didn't want to be mean at first. We're like, yeah, it's good, dude. I was like, fuck, that's not what I, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> great to hear things you're, are nice. You're talking about your ADHD and like wanting to immediately jump to a subject. I'm the other way. I want to like, I'll hit a like level, give me a baseline bullet point, And I want to build to it through conversation. I don't want to just jump right over to it. I want to like interject with a story or tie in something rather than just, oh, hey, we're going to talk about battle royales today. And here's fucking Warzone's dog shit. They're anti-cheats shit, everything, this, that, and the other. You have to be able to work your way naturally into that conversation rather than just, oh, battle royale. Yeah, not a fan, bruh. So yeah. it's it's definitely not what I mean by my ADHD, like talking. It's not so much that standpoint of I'll go from subject to subject because I could sit on one subject and talk my life away. Mm -hmm. It's like you say something that I agree with and I have the biggest urge to immediately talk right away and be like, yeah, that's right. Um, so it's like I'll hyper focus on something. And then if I feel if I don't say it right away, I'm going to forget it. So I often or choke interject. it off and it'll slip away. Yeah. Yeah. I, I deal with that too with ADHD. I know exactly how you feel on that shit, dude. It's annoying too because you have to like restrain yourself a little bit. But you like, I think the biggest thing I learned for podcasting is listening as much as possible. Like I'll just sit yeah. here and just, I'm like trying to just listen to what you're saying, ingest it, process it, maybe make a rebuttal or just agree and just let you do your thing like you have to find that like balance i think not a wave part. bitch not, not a wave, wave. <laughs> exactly just listen and be interested i think it's the keys like people even when you're listening if you're not seeing us talking right now like on spotify you know knowing that the conversation is flowing even you people can listen i think they can listen to if you're actually interested or not yeah like i think they can i mean even through just audio you know, you That's have to battle of, am I talking too much or not enough? Yep. hundred percent. That's exactly it. I think, um, that is a great segue into content creation as a whole, man. We, uh, kind of hit on some of this stuff with Lance and Miss last week uh, about kind of like what it's like to be like a, a, like a, just a content creator. Uh, but Benji, you're a content creator, but you maybe make different content and podcasting right. is different content and, and Twitch streaming is different content. Making music is different content, but there's like overall, I guess today I want to chat about like the overarching things across all genres that like a lot of especially new content creators fucking miss. Like that's what I, I think we didn't hit on that last week, and I think it's really yeah. important to hit that shit, especially because you guys have a newer podcast. But every I would love to just hear your insights on like what it's been like and what like some of the hurdles are. So uh, yeah, I. I guess you could say I, I create content on three separate mediums. I, I have an Instagram for uh, semi-professional work. Uh, I stream when I'm not too lazy and I'm feeling good about it. And the podcast. Uh, the hardest one for me is my Instagram. Um, 
And that's because it's, again, it's semi-professional. It's for school. It's for whatever. It's where I post all my photos. And I think the hardest thing about content creation is being original. Um, mm. I have this theory that there's only so many original ideas available in the world. And it's how are you going to put your own spin on somebody else's idea to make to make it your own? Hmm. Um, that's that's where I struggle. So right now, uh, professionally, my biggest thing, uh, what I'm trying to focus on is each individual photo not only has to be aesthetically pleasing, but I feel like it should tell a story at some point. You should be able to look at it, stare at the photo for a few minutes and get a story out of it. Like uh, recently, I spent the week in Orlando and went to Disney and Universal. And I took pictures and I have this one picture on my Instagram. It's of the uh, fireworks show at uh, Magic Kingdom. Mm -hmm. And this was completely on accident, but it was a long exposure. And, you know, you got the fireworks kind of spraying over the castle. It's a nice frame. But on the bottom right of the frame, there's this little girl with her dad and the fireworks are just kind of like shining on the front of her face. So the back of her head is just kind of silhouetted. And I got lucky with that one because it's telling the story. So what's yeah, your uh, Instagram? I'll pull that shit up right now, man. Uh, it's Ben Pie Photos. Ben Pie Photos. Okay. Let me see. So if you listen to the Out Hours podcast, he says it every time the episode <laughs> is over. I usually am done. I listen to the podcast, but I'm I'm a, I'm a weird podcaster. Like when I listen to podcasts, no matter what the podcast is, I kind of go, I find a section, and like like I'll listen to that section, and then if it's something I don't like, I'm like skip, 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 skip. Oh, I like this. All right, you know what I'm saying? I'm a weird, I'm a weird listener. You scrub so, through it. I scrub through what I like, <laughs> what I don't like. So I can't fucking get your pot. Let me hold on. Can't get your. So what's it called again? Uh, Ben Pie Photos. Ben like pie like is then pie. No, as in P-A-I, as in Senpai. Oh, okay. Not been like American Pie. That's what I was thinking. I was like, all right, let's jump over there real quick. All right, hold on. All right, so with this one right here, right? Is it this one? Oh, no, 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 no. This that one. one, yep. Shit. I can't even log in. I haven't even gotten logged in. So you have this like overexposure here and you have the dot. I see the daughter down here. I know you guys can't. I had to log in over here. I have a new computer, so I have, I have to like redo all my new shit on this new computer. Um, if you need to swap back to our cams, log in and then swap back to that. I might have to, but either way, we'll keep the conversation going. So I, I get what you mean. I, I guess the the big thing to talk about is like, how? Do, so you got into photography, and what were some of the hurdles for photography? And I guess the next question would be for Vaughn. You know, you were you Twitch streamed for a long time, took a break, and now you started a podcast. And you said it's been around for years, but now you're kind of like really, I guess you just like going back on the horse here a little bit. Um, you know, I guess Benji, let's start with you, man. Like, so for photography, what, like, if you were could go back in time, and you could redo it, what would you do differently now? Now that you know, like, with the knowledge you have now, uh, I don't think I would do anything different. Um, just because I, I like my style and I like what I, where I am as a photographer, it's something that you keep learning. Um, I think the only thing I would change is maybe getting a better camera earlier in my life and experimenting more. Okay. With settings. That's that's about it. But that takes half of the fun out of what I'm doing now. Okay. Learning on the fly. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Um 
I think, um, is there anything that you found that really set you back? Mm, it's and a close. So I'm like threw you on the pyre here a little bit. No, no, it's fine. Like, so photography is a very competitive field and it's a very small community and everyone's really tight lipped. Mm -hmm. Um, that's changed a lot with YouTube. Um, you got people like Peter McKinnon and, um, Jared Poland. They share techniques and reviews. And yeah, I, I threw Peter McKinnon out there for you, Dylan. Yeah. Um, they share a lot of things and a lot of people have, um, picked up that mantle like uh tony and chelsea northrop it's just a lot out there so it's no longer a closed community so yeah i don't even know where i'm going with this i'm just talking out my ass it's okay it's a podcast we're allowed to <laughs> this is the one place you can do that it's fine yeah it's just <laughs> i i like where it is right now um a lot of people say it's a dying medium but that's only if you think about it in the traditional sense um I'm currently taking a class right now at uh, ASU about digital composting. Mm -hmm. And one of our things is um, we're going to take patterns and we're going to make like fractals and stuff. So I'm really looking forward to that. Okay. Well, I'm going to say, I guess, let me rephrase the question here. Like my stream today is way different than it was when I first started. And I feel like my one of my, I wouldn't say regrets, but one thing I wish I had learned earlier is that to post more frequently on Instagram and connect with more people on social media earlier. Like I'm doing it now and it's great, right. but I wish like I can only imagine where I would have been two years if I started that way in the beginning. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I guess like I haven't really posted on Instagram. I don't really uh, like if you scroll through, um, I started photography semi-professionally. Yeah, I, like, as... I, I got in. I'm in boys. <laughs> I'm in boys. All right. About two years ago is when I really started and you know just I wish I posted more but I'm not heartbroken about it so I'm not trying to make it professionally as a photographer right it's just the degree that I want to pursue and call myself a photographer yeah but this you're is a, a dope picture you're a like a, a spurt poster you'll go through yeah. spurts well like you'll get like 10 upload I'll get notifications because I have notifications on for you because I love you and every time you post, I like immediately like it, no matter what it is, but it's very sporadic. So like yeah. when you go to your trips, like, yeah, it's a lot of great content gets put on there. And then it'll be like nothing until the next one. Right. Dylan's yeah. like that. Dylan's like that Facebook stalker grandma that likes each, <laughs> every individual post. Well, yeah. If you got a buddy who's trying to build a brand, you got to boost everything up yeah. and get it liked. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, man. It's like, you know, there's always a filled with like, especially in content creation in the beginning, it's woulda, coulda, shoulda, woulda type bullshit. Like you don't know what you're missing because you just don't know. You're ignorant. You have no fucking clue, which yeah. I'm probably making mistakes right now. I will look six months in the future. I will look back on it and be like, what the fuck was I thinking? But right now I'm just using my information that I have to the best of my ability right now. So you can't really live on the regrets. But I guess, you know, the big part is a lot of people who jump into content creation of any form, whether they're like starting music or whatever, whatever it is, like, there's always these things, these pitfalls, almost that people fuck up on. And I guess that's the big thing I'm trying to like, you know, see maybe from your perspective. And again, Vaughn, like, let's, let's bring it to you, man, like, from pot, let's just take podcasting from podcasting, man, what has been that what's been the pitfall for you? 
before you switch over, I gotta take off for like five minutes, maybe. My parents just got back from a chore run, and I gotta help them get hooked up to the trailer. Brother man, no worries, you know that. I think the biggest thing that I've learned from podcasting is taking on A, too much at once and overextending yourself. You can have all the great ideas in the world, but if you try and do all of them at once, none of them are going to be, none of it's going to be great. It's all going to be like, okay. Yeah. Like the first things that I did when we got the name, I, you know, obviously I got the name Outer Hours everywhere that I could. Mm -hmm. I think that was really important having it just be flush, except for on Instagram, someone has outer hours, so it's outer outer dot hours, drives me up a fucking wall, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, really overextension, I think, was a huge thing that I needed to learn on, and now it's not doing enough with it, but trying to have a website, and then on top of the website, trying to run a, a Twitter with it, and an Instagram with it, other than doing the editing. Um, and like Benji's offered to help with some of that stuff, absolutely. Um, and I have been like, no, I got it. And then I just don't do anything with it. I think overextension is incredibly important in learning when you're overextending yourself. Mm. And don't be afraid or don't say no to help if someone is willing to help you with it. The only thing that it'll do is offer more insight, give you new ways to look at things if someone has ideas. That's nothing bad can come of that. If you make a mistake, then you learn, okay, that wasn't a good thing to do. And you saved yourself from making that mistake farther down the road because you learned it now. Yeah you know in the, in the growing process with it i think podcasting I, I definitely have learned some but it's more about things that i like to do and things that i don't like to do in terms of like growth with it there's things i've learned from streaming that i've taken over to podcasting that i think are incredibly beneficial hmm. um for starters our analytics don't define you yep. um yeah if you have three listeners who actively listen to your things who are involved with what you do and give you feedback on it. I would much rather have that than focus on the 60 people who will pick it up, but just don't give you any feedback and yep. don't actively communicate with you or actively engage with you. Cause at the end of the day, those three people, you're going to have a much bigger impact on them. You're going to, they're going to have a much bigger impact on you. And it's going to be more of a two way street that helps you grow and learn and do things with that. Then, starting from the bottom and be like, oh, I need more numbers. I need more listeners. I'll never be this if I don't have this. Right. You know, if you focus on really that mindset, you're never going to go anywhere. 100%. 100%. But that's the thing. So here's the catch 22, man, is that that's the thing that most people look for. That's what they get in for. They see people like Nick Merckx. They see people like Ninja. They see people that are giant, you know, and it's like, oh, that's what makes them take the jump. But then you quickly realize it's not really that important. Yeah. I think it's a great reason to take the jump. I mean, yeah. nobody, people want to get rich because they see the life of the rich. They yep. see everything they don't have to do, everything they could have if they had that. And then I think it's different with content creation than it is for work. Not that content creation isn't work by any means, but from like the typical nine to five, is that the nine to five, you are well aware that you are going to have to put in all of this extra time. And mm -hmm. with people doing content creation, they just see, Nick Merck's great example. They see him. Oh, he just streams. Oh, I can do that. Yep. But you know, you know, they weren't around when Nick Merck's had like four followers and he had to climb his way up. Mm -hmm. and yeah, I mean, it, absolutely. Yeah. Like everyone sees. Uh, a great piece of advice I got is um, we do the uh, large universities have these like certain courses and stuff you have to take and one of them uh mentions that uh 
you know, when people look at social media, you're seeing what they want you to see. and You're mm -hmm. only seeing their best foot. Yeah. You don't see everything behind the scenes. And, you know, that's that's the thing here is like, uh, you, you know, riding on the Nick Marks thing. He, you're seeing what he wants you to see and how he's built himself up. And no one in these people who start out in content creation don't realize how shitty it is for us on the bottom and how we have to scrimp and how we try to be like everyone else. But you got to be your own person and put up your own original content. But you have to be like the next, but you're still trying to be like you know the big names tyler and you know double it and all them but you're still trying to be your own self because you know you see tyler one he always has fifty thousand viewers no mm -hmm. matter what he's doing and everyone wants that but you got to be yourself i think a uh, a great analogy with content creation i think life in, in general that's had a big impact at least for myself if you look at a building, you only see the finished product. You mm -hmm. see what everything came together is, and that's what you remember. You don't remember the people cutting out, you know, the foundation below to build to from the ground up. You just see the end, you go, damn, that's great. I want that. Mm -hmm. But you don't want to dig the hole to start the process for it. Yep. No, and I, agree with I think that. looking at things like that offers way more insight on how things actually get done, the work put in. And then I think you admire things more. Like, yeah. I think it's incredible for these big streamers who have put in, yes, Benji, you know, say that people have these 50, 60,000 viewers and they started from four and being able to go from four and going up to consistently having you at that high level all of the time. It's incredible because it's not just they turn on the camera and there's 50. They have their their side social medias. That's like the you know foundations of the building. They have everything else that went into it. Everything is its own little puzzle at the end you see what they want you to which is the finished product they don't show you all the shit behind the scenes that it took to get there people lose track of that i don't think people realize what it is either i don't think there's yeah. enough so i don't think there's enough content on the internet and this is me getting a little little feisty with this 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 topic here and i i i just see this reoccurring bullshit of like again and i think it's partly social media's problem i mean they you see what they want you to see but no one talks about the bullshit they actually went through like name yeah. me a couple streamers that openly talk about like what they've really gone through and what it actually fucking takes i think there's like this mystique uh, behind it sometimes like there's like a fucking veil like and i've been like on this podcast i try and really say like this shit's not easy like it's fucking not easy and i think people do say it's not easy but they don't define why it's not easy they don't define like oh yeah you might have a two-hour stream but you also have to do two hours of editing and you also have to schedule your post after that so there's an extra three hours of work on top of that you have to be active on your socials deal with a new community that you're trying to build up from scratch so and then of course you have to take steps back because you got to be able to sleep sometime and then when you don't sleep you also lose your relationship sometime with the people that you love like i could go on for fucking days about this shit the problem is, is that, you know, there's always these triumph stories, you know what I mean? Which is great. And that's how it should be. They're like the heroes of Twitch or the heroes of whatever the field is like. Um, but like, for example, for example, like in music, it's very, it's very well received. Like, you know, Jimi Hendrix, the store, the legend of Jimi Hendrix. He got his guitar from a, a thrift shop that was bought by his dad and he started playing guitar and he was poor as shit. And you like, there was like this, this like 
this catalog of how he got to greatness, you know? Um, and those people really stand out in the music field. But in the streaming field, it's like, like I told you, like earlier today, like Nick Merckx, right? Like, for example, I didn't know anything about Nick Merckx. I just know that he's giant now. But yeah. a lot of people who are just getting in now, like today, like say somebody wants to, is watching or listening to this podcast, like, you know what? I'm going to start streaming right now. They're not, they're seeing those end results and that's giving them an unrealistic expectation of what the fuck it actually takes. Like there's this one girl I follow on TikTok, for example, here's my ADHD kicking in. Um, I thought it was, it was a really under viewed TikTok, but she's sitting there like, look, you're seeing me seven years later. Like she just hit the nail on the fucking head. She's like, oh, you're, you're complaining because you're streaming and you only have three viewers. This is me seven years later. I am you seven years in the future, bitch. Like you didn't see all the things I had to sacrifice to get yep. here or the time I put in or the countless nights I didn't sleep to make these shitty edits and then get better at all this stuff over time. You're only seeing what I want you to see. And I think that message needs to get out further. And I agree with both of you on that. Like it's a good, it's a double-edged sword. Like it's good, it's good to post. It's good to 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 have a good goal, a reason to jump. But people to stay around long term, you cannot love the end result. You have to love the process, the creative process. That's what you have to love, or you're not gonna fucking make it. Well, and there's no way of, around it. Yeah, I think a lot of the reasons that kind of stuff doesn't get posted, and it's gonna sound bad, but people don't care. Yeah, people don't care that you put in the extra time. To do that people don't care that it sounds it took bitchy years to do it yeah it is bitchy but it's also a lot of like the jimmy hendrix thing i think that story sticks around so much is because of the generation that it came through people valued hard work people really took you know if you want that you have to work for it i think now with just so much technology now easy and fast things can come people feel entitled so they don't give a shit that it took you six years to get there they just see that you're there and they want it yeah well, that's also too like I I left for a week for Florida and I came back and I felt like I felt like I had lost two years of progress just in a week's time. Even though it's unrealistic, but content flows so fucking quickly, yeah. yeah, so fast. Like, and if you don't post, you don't stay ahead of it. It's so easy to feel steamrolled by it. So like instantly, like instantaneously. Yeah, I didn't really pick up my camera over the summer. I, I just didn't. Um. I got a few photos, but I just felt like I was lazy the entire summer. And when I picked up my camera last week, you know, I picked it up more in the past three weeks. But like last week, I was really using it, using my uh, camera at Disney and all that. And I just I felt like I was rusty, out of touch. And even though the skills were still there, but I just because I hadn't really done anything for like 30 days, my camera, it just it, it felt awkward. Yeah, well, it's like the same thing with music. You don't touch your guitar for a while and you pick it up. You're like, what is this thing? You know, like you forget, <laughs> like you have to get the muscle memory back and you same yeah. thing with drums, same thing with content creation, same thing with video editing. It's at that that is a shared experience. And I think that I guess to put this in a very easy like way, people focus on the end result. They don't focus on the artistry. And I feel like they're missing the fuck out because you're falling in love with the wrong thing. Like Vaughn, you said you said it really well. You're focusing on having more numbers in chat rather than the actual engagement. You're missing out. You're not living in the moment. You're missing out on the entire thing. You're trying to get the end result, not focusing on the actual journey itself that takes you there. Like, I like video editing, so I focus on the video editing. I'm not focused on if people actually like the video editing anymore. I focus on I liked the edit I made. 
and I want to share it with you, whether you like it or not. And that's a that's a mind shift change. And you have and everybody comes upon it differently. But I feel like the more that message gets out, the better people will feel about their content in general. And it hopefully keeps them going. Like, I want more content creators out there. Like I want them to do well. I want I want a million fucking Nick Merks. I hope we all make it. We all kill it. But not everybody will, and that's the reality. And it's because people focus on the fucking numbers and not the content. Yeah, um, that's actually kind of why I got into photography in the first place. Um, I wasn't. I was originally going to school for mechanical engineering. I got into Cal three differentials, which just murdering me. I saw them in my sleep. Started losing my uh. hair. And I wasn't enjoying the journey. If I didn't enjoy the journey, I'm not going to enjoy the destination. So I had to come to Jesus moment, pick something that I truly enjoy doing from, you know, the planning stage to the execution stage to the to the edit stage and to the publishing stage. I love every single bit about photography. I will spend three hours planning a 45 minute shoot, getting on Google Earth, looking at different sight lines, getting on the Weather Channel, you know, looking everything up that I can to make sure that I get out to where I'm going, put my camera on the tripod, take my pictures, get home, make my edits, put it up. I I enjoy doing all that. And sometimes I will spend two, three hours on Google Earth looking at random ass roads to make sure I have a good sight line. And it only seems like I've been doing it for five minutes. Right. I think, Vaughn, correct me if I'm wrong on this, man, but like, would you start streaming right now knowing what you know now? No. Why? Um, I don't like the atmosphere of this website. Okay. Um, there are people who I come to this website for and who I do enjoy, but I think as a whole, it's taken the turn that I don't enjoy. Um, I think the amount of work that needs to get put in to stand out, I'm not willing to put in. So I think instead of putting myself in that situation where I dedicate all this time, I do everything and I don't get, you know, in my opinion, the enjoyment out of it, it it's not worth it for me. Yeah. Uh, there are times where I will throw on a stream and do a Final Fantasy raid because I think that's fun and I want to share that fun experience, but I won't make it a consistent thing again. Um, I just don't think that it's for me. I don't think the streaming world and that is something that I thoroughly have the desire to do anymore at this point in my life. I think if I was younger and I knew what I knew now, maybe um, I, I'd put the time in to, to try and make something happen. But at this point, there's just there are more important things in my adult life that I need to focus on. And yeah. the time dedicated, you know, the four hours of work for the one hour show, I don't have the four hours of work to put in. Yeah, that so makes I'm sense. Not gonna, not gonna take away time from something else to to have it come to here. No, I agree with that. Well, let's let's go back to what you said in the beginning too. Like, what do you think is going on with Twitch? Like we, we uh, obviously our podcast title, you know, right now today is that 50-50 Twitch hate, Maisie. Like, what's what the fuck is going on with Twitch right now? I know we're I'm I'm into the community. I follow the the socials, and I know there's like there's Twitch hate raids going on, and people not getting paid correctly, and it's just a fucking mess. So what's so, break it down? I'm gonna be hated for this. I, um, I like that. It's good. <laughs> I personally have no problem with the 50 50 split. Oh, I hate it. you I, already. I hate you already. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, nah, come on. Let's keep going. No, it, it's not because I'm not a partner or anything like that. I just, I feel like we do half the work, you know, they do the other half, you know, they, they 
they do the hosting they have everything in place for you to be able to stream and all you do is you create you create your front end they handle the back end mm -hmm. and so i personally think that's a fair split now right. if it was like a 60 40 in their favor then i'd be upset but i i, I personally think 50 50 is fair all right yeah I too am all about the 50-50 split. Um, I think people are asking for money again because I think they feel like they deserve more money. Mm -hmm. um, a great way that I try to explain, because like at my job that I do, there's there's fees with things. People are like, well, that's not fair. Um, like, oh, if I was pulling out more money, I would have to pay less to you. Like, mm -hmm. what do you mean? And I think a great way of looking at that is another analogy, which apparently I'm full of today. Let's say there's 100 people at a job and your job is sales. And you have two people who make $50 an hour because they're absolutely killing it. Mm -hmm. They're making the most amount of sales. They're bringing in the most amount of money. They're the most marketable people for that company to pay. So they do. You right. have 98 people who make, let's say, $20 an hour. You do your job and you, it's fine. You do it well, but you're not bringing in extra incentive for the company to pay you more. So why do you feel like you deserve more aside from the fact that you want it? If yeah. you're not bringing anything else to the table that's going to make it worth them to pay you more aside from you wanting it then i don't think that you deserve it right you get paid exactly what you're worth and if you don't feel like you're getting paid what you're worth then you are undervaluing yourself on what you're doing and do something else right okay i'm gonna take a weird stance because i i kind of i'm half in half out and i'll explain why twitch let's let's explain why i think you should get paid more um Twitch is the absolutely the top dog in streaming. They own 46% of all streaming in the entire world. This is including all I mean all platforms. Period. Not just online. I'm talking like Disney Plus, Netflix. I'm talking everything. They own 46%. That's a giant proportion of the entire streaming network. Now, they've built this network and this is kind of where I'm half in half out. They've built this network and they got bought out by Amazon. Now, the only reason I personally lean more towards they should pay more is because since they have such a a market share and they also now have the back end of the market. So, for example, before they were bought out by Amazon, they did they had to pay for the servers and all of the back end on their own. Right. They paid they paid a premium for it. Like right. they, they something and Yin's in chat. He understands something called <laughs> AWS, you know, the Amazon yeah. Web Services. They own the back end. Now they're bought out by Twitch. They're getting that same server cost. They've cut that shit all the way off. And they also have the funding of Amazon behind them. So they still own 46%. They, they cut the cost of their server costs. They've increased their amount of streamers by 3 million in one year. And on top of that, every single month, every year, they're making at least five, almost half a billion dollars on ads alone. Where are, they, where are they finding these ads? Where are the ad revenue coming from? It's not just the big streamers. It's actually the small streamers. So if they're making half a billion dollars on, on ads, and this is where I'm going to probably... Jeff Bezos, don't ban me right now. I love you. Please don't fucking hate me here, Bez, Bezos. But if we're thinking about it from a purely business standpoint, they're making more money off of small streamers through ad revenue alone. Like those like th 2 or $3 you see at the end of the month based on your amount of viewership, you're still generating this ad revenue for them. And you're not getting a portion of that, right? I think, yeah. They so should and, give you a and they discount. They discounted. They they've discounted your uh, like from a business standpoint. They've discounted their own servers, right? Because they own the servers, so now they don't have to spend as much on servers, and they're double dipping on that. So they're like, if we're looking at it from a purely numbers standpoint, they have the revenue. They have the most revenue out of anybody. It's not like they've had to increase. Like the Twitch team itself is not like they've increased. 
their the the amount of employees by ten thousand people. You know, like the the costs are lower for a larger platform that's grown organically because of a pandemic, and their competitors are paying. 60, 60, 70, 80 percent, 80, 20 splits. I think Facebook's paying 100 percent till 2023. Obviously, they're small like this is we have to take that into account. Right. Yeah. And then Facebook has their own server. So they're able to do that. And that's their commitment to their streamers. But here's the problem. I think that here's the one big issue. This is why I also now don't agree with it. Like you guys said, it's a. Do you fucking deserve that? What are you doing for the platform? If you have, if you're a streamer and you stream for two hours a week and you've got two viewers, are you really an investment for Amazon? Should they pay you more if you're an affiliate with with an average viewer of two? Like, I, I was before, gonna say, like, I don't know the whole story of you know, because again, I'm not affiliate, I'm not anything. Um, I don't know. I just know it's a 50-50 split. I don't know if you get compensated for any ads that run on your channel. Um, but if they do, I think that should be shared at least a little. Um, do you get compensated for every ad that you run on your channel? Yeah, you get a portion. A very, okay. very, like, um, cents on the dollar, whatever. It That should be 50. If they're going to do 50-50 split, I think they should do 50-50 split all across the board. Right. So if, like, it's... Every time, you know, you run an ad, they get a dollar. Right. You should get 50 cents of that dollar. Right. I, I think that would be fair in, in the whole thing. But again, I'm not, you know, if if, if you're going to institute the 50-50, make it across the board. Don't make it like, you know, now you only get 50% of, you know, your Twitch monthly. And they get the other half and you only get like two cents an ad. No, just don't do that. I think 50-50 across the board is a good idea. Yeah, um, I think it's a good idea. For everybody new starting signing and becoming like a um, like an entry-level partner or like an affiliate, I think 50-50 is great. A couple of things I want to just touch on real quickly with Lev, what you said. Um, yeah, small streamers definitely do bring in a lot of revenue, but 98% of the viewers on Twitch are on that top 1%. I mean, I agree. at the end of the day, that's really it's, where the money is. It's 88%. Yep. 88%, sure. Get your numbers right. Come on, The man. point still stands. The Heavy majority of it relies on the backs of, you know, quote unquote, a few out of the millions you stream. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. They with also, that. yeah, they were acquired by Amazon. But those costs didn't just go away. I mean, instead of paying it, now they eat it. Now right. they're paying for it in house. So I don't think that's necessarily a fair thing to state. Um, yeah, they were bought by the biggest company in the world, but now they're a part of the company that's paying for that service. So is it mm -hmm. cheaper a little bit? Sure, absolutely. But as Switch is growing, so is their cost of running those servers. Now it's more bandwidth. Now they need to back up those servers more. It's a higher, you know, take or load on those servers as 2020 has seen. Everything's gone fucking online. Mm -hmm. Companies are making it or breaking it based upon that. And with them having such a large portion of an ever-growing and multiplying service that's going to cost more and more to run, I think 50-50 flat is the proper answer, um, absolutely across the board. And if you get bigger, then you can negotiate during your contracts for that when you sign on as a partner. Say, hey, that's fine. I want 60-40. And if they say no, then okay, well, now you have a choice to make. Right. No, I agree with that. I mean, I'm. I, this is where I'm, this, I'm in this half-in, half-out mentality because, again, it, I agree with you on 
they made it in-house, but they still have to pay for the electricity, right? They gotta keep the servers on, they have to pay the technicians that run the servers. I, I get all of that. And there's increased load by 3 million more. It was it went from 6.2 million to 9.3 million in a single year. So there's more streamers making more money, making more stuff, right? But owning, they're consistently rising their market share every single year by a few percent yeah. on track. It's almost like Facebook's monopoly they're starting to monopolize the streaming platform market really really when it comes down to so let's just let's just let's do a thought experiment what if tomorrow they came out and they said fuck all affiliates you need to have an average view count of 10 now you have to have at least 200 followers and you're at and on top of that you have to at least post once a month but mm -hmm. but we will pay you 60. now they're paying for advertising from you what do you think that would do well, I think I'd be fucked for anything less than the 10 <laughs> viewers. Are you implying for them to have a sub, a sub button? No sub button. If you have less 10 followers, affiliate, no, the affiliate, the word, all we're saying right now is the affiliate bar now gets raised. And the expectation is you sign a contract, you get paid 60, 40, but you have to start promoting more. So now it's free advertising for them. Sure. Is that a requirement for like, if I, let's say for me, cause like I have a sub badge on my channel. Mm -hmm. God fucking knows how it's still there. Um, would I lose that because I don't stream? Yep, or if you I lose didn't, it. I it would back end. Yeah, let's just say, let's just say, like at the time of the merger of Twitch being sure. bought up by Amazon, Amazon's like, great, we're gonna buy you, but this is the new rules. Well, I'd have two issues with that. Number one, I don't think they can take that away from you. We've already signed something saying that you get it. If it's a new requirement moving forward, I have no fucking issue with mm -hmm. it. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying, do you think that's a fair thing for sixty forty, but you get nothing before that? Sure. Why do you that, think you deserve something beforehand? Well, well that, it, that opens the door to something new, though. So, Benji, I, I think just, you're about to be on that, I think. Yeah, I, I think it's fair um, because you're actually putting in more work, so you should get a bigger cut that way. And so now that you have to become more active and you're not relying on Twitch, Amazon so much, you know, you, I think you should be entitled to that deeper cut. Right. Well, this is the YouTube model. This is why I said it. You have to have, you have to be a part of the partner program. In order to be part of the partner program, you have to have at least a thousand followers and you have to have uh, 4,000 watch hours. So there's a yeah. very steep mountain. But guess what? After that mountain, you're getting <clears throat> 60 40 plus ad revenue plus view count money. We are putting in the work. You absolutely deserve it. Right. So this is the same thing. So this is why I'm also against an increase because. Twitch is a very low bar to entry in order to start making money. But if you want to make real money, you got to put the fucking time in. And this goes back to the fact that you have to like, like, for example, you have to put the time in. You have to build a community from scratch. You have to do all the things we talked about. You have to put your time in on learning content. What's your content mean? Now, here's the one thing I fucking despise. And one thing that you said, Vaughn, that makes so much sense. Twitch is the absolute worst by far to grow on. The absolute yeah. worst. It's not even close. There's no algorithm to help you. There's nothing that was, is there to help small creators whatsoever. Other than the fact that you have to post on... Literally, every video you watch on YouTube from, like, big YouTubers is like, Hey, post everywhere because Twitch sucks. Like, that's, like, the running thing. Like, does everybody agree with that? Yeah. No, I think the Twitch only... It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's god-fucking-awful, absolutely. The only change they made is they have, like, the now uh, communities you may like on the homepage. But it's below the big banner. It's below where you have like your people who you follow and who you sub to, where it shows them live. You just scroll down to find it. It's not visible easily to see. Yeah. So you have to go out of your way to try and find the smaller streamers. Um, 
like now when I'll, I'll browse a stream or like a channel final fantasy as of lately has been like my go-to one i'll search from viewers low to high yep and i'll see i'll click on if they have a catchy title i'll click it i'll watch it for about a minute before i say anything and if you They're don't grasp my attention i'm out yeah um it's terrible to grow on and i think you found a lot of success with reaching out to other things like i've seen people you know as i've been here from i don't know the start of your stream but i was one of your first 10 subs yeah um just how a like the past couple months for example like it's been growing exponentially and i feel like those past couple months is really when you've branched out more yeah when you've done other things and people don't want to do that they want the i think it all comes down to entitlement i think people just want more because other people have more and aren't willing to go to the other places to put in the work to get more. They yeah. think their rut will get them there. Yeah. Well, I just got to power it. through two viewers. Right. It, it's also, you know, American culture as well is coming into play here where we expect everything to be handed to us and, you know, just don't really want to do the work anymore. And, you know, it, this pulls into Twitch being a shitty platform to grow on. You know, there, there's no algorithm right and and that that hurts the small streamer you know if i were on if i were a primarily youtube streamer i i would be in an algorithm somewhere and would pull in somebody who normally wouldn't be here you know my youtube channel I, i'll watch graham norton and next thing you know i got all this shit from britain that i'll never fucking watch just because i watched you know two hours worth of graham norton clips you don't get that on Twitch, and I think if they were to add that, I think that would make the 50-50 split a little bit better. We've talked about this with Yin Vote, and he's actually in chat right now, too, um, about how most of Twitch in general is, like, old-ass code. We call it source code, which we can't yeah. change because it would fuck up all these other systems. So all of this, like old code and the old platform and how it was built is just fucking up all this future stuff and they're having to like figure out how to do all this stuff um you know because gm was saying all right yin says like there are algorithms in place in fact there are algorithms that will recommend other small streamers because you typically watch them so there are things like that but it's like the way they built it and the way yeah, they've it's... done certain things like it's so hard to like in place all right for example um we, we talked about some of the podcasts when there was like the hot tub meta. We talked about the hot tub meta, right? Right. And how much, like how hard it is because advertisers are like having to go individually and pick people they don't want to watch. Like, um, who was the big one? Um, uh, Indie Fox. Amaranth and Indie Fox, right? Those are the two big ones. And how like advertisers were like cutting their money, like cutting their funds and they weren't recommending them. But Twitch themselves can't tell you if somebody's 18 or not. Because there's these yeah. systems in place that are old. They can't go back and, like, make you, like, put your phone number attached to your account or your driver's license. They don't have it, and they can't build it. So it's like a fucking mess. Like, um, so imagine them trying to implement a YouTube-style algorithm system that actually fucking works. It's like, I don't yeah, know if they can. It, well, YouTube would make the tailor to you. And yeah, and... For yourself. No. Yeah. No, go... <laughs> Sorry, that's all I want to say. Go on, but no, I was like, so it's not that to touch on what Invoked said. It's not that uh, Twitch doesn't have algorithms. They're just not as strong as YouTube's, you know. And like Dylan said, you have this giant ass banner on your Twitch landing page, and it's you know the top five streams that are going on right now, followed by you know the top whatever's recommended. And then, 
-hmm. and recommend it after that. It's not like YouTube where there is no banner. It's just YouTube. Then it's just your algorithm videos are just boom, 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 boom. So like, I just feel that, you know, it's Twitch needs a stronger algorithm in order or redesign their 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 landing page to help the small streamer. Yeah. I, uh, so I just pulled up Twitch to take a look at where it was located for me. So you have the main banner up on top, then you have live channels you think that you like, and those are primarily streamers that you watch or ones of that. Then you have categories, then you have while the person you watch is offline. And then the fifth item down is recommended for smaller communities. You literally Oof. have to scroll to the bottom of the page to find it. Oof, I didn't even know that it existed. <laughs> so like, yeah. for three years. They have an algorithm. What? So like, what, okay. really, what's the fucking point All of right, it? let me, hold yeah. on. We're going to pull it up. Watch this. I'm going to start from a new page. I'm going to click Twitch. Here we go. This is, this is, you guys are going to see what I, what I see here. Hold on. Let's see what we got. All right. So we got the banner. I'm going to move this out and let's just back this up a bit. Let's back this up. Okay. Uh, live channels we think you'll like, all right? Oh god, I can't get this thing to fucking work. Anyways, all right. Live channels we think you'll like, categories we think you'll like. Wow, Bonafide Hero is not live. Shout out to Bonafide. Recommend smaller communities. You're right. Five down. What's down here? Recommended Destiny Two. All aboard the hype train. Hype train. Speaking of shit that doesn't work, apparently. Apparently, if you have a hype train going, this will show up. But look, it's all the people who are above 200 viewers here. Except there's That's a 141 here. Going on right there. And look how far down it is. Jesus. Clips we think you'll like. Clips are at the bottom. <laughs> Fuck <Now>, clips. <laughs> now just for, I would say just for comparison, pull up YouTube. Oh, I know. Yeah. It, it's... It's there, insane. It's in your face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's insanity. It's right there. It tells you, like, I follow Asmongold, and Asmongold is literally probably five or six videos on my landing page on YouTube immediately. They're like, hey, here's Asmongold. Oh, here's people who are like Asmongold. Lazy, little lazy peon. Like, you know, like, literally, it is. Like, if I pulled up my YouTube, it's exactly what I have what to excuse up. myself for five minutes. A Do cat is acting up, so I have to go murder a cat. All right, you're going to miss me. Okay, go murder the cat. Um, so, Vaughn, and Yin brought this up to earlier, too. So we talked about we talked about some spicy shit before. And I know he's gonna come back. He'll bring his spicy shit in here too. Hate raids is the new spice. It's the new spice. What the fuck's going on with hate raids? Bring it, break it down. I know you got some notes. Break it down. Let's go from yeah. top to bottom here. So as I mentioned earlier, like I'm not on Twitch often. Um, if I do, it's primarily like you or Asmongold or who I watch. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm not entirely familiar with. Like, what is fully happening? I know people are getting hate on there. I think it's a combination of two things, really. Um, I think it's this new kind of internet fad of if you're not woke, you're wrong. And I feel like a lot of those people will target individuals who spread that message and say absolutely terrible things to them that they shouldn't say to begin with. Um, but I think that that's, it's not, you know, you deserve it by any means, but I don't think people can be surprised that if you're forcing views down somebody's throat that they may not necessarily agree with that you're going to get hate for it. Like, I don't mm -hmm. eat dairy um, at all. And I think people who eat dairy, I think that's perfectly fine. You've ever you fucking it, weird for enjoy it and live your life with it. Right. It doesn't affect me whatsoever. But if every time I go somewhere, I have to have your view, uh, you know, essentially shoved down my throat of, oh, you don't eat dairy. Fuck you. How could you not like this? How could you not like that? You're a terrible person for not doing that. It's going to piss people off. Now, if you're an adult, you just say, live your life do whatever it doesn't matter but it's the internet people don't act that way and they say terrible fucking things and twitch for all intents and purposes fucking enables it they make mm. a twitter post stating you know oh please don't do that please 
you know, hold us accountable, then don't do anything. I'm sure it's not easy, but if they had a thing in the creator suite for a streamer to go, hey, get a, you know, a staff member here, I'm having a hate raid in the creator suite where only the streamer can enable that and people can't flag it, how much would that cut down? Right. Probably a shit ton because there's going to be immediate action upon that. It's much harder to stop something after it's happened. Yes, I agree They're not going to go through your streams. They're not going to view and look for the names. If you don't keep a record of it and ban less people, really, unfortunately, it's going to happen again. And it's terrible. Twitch has the power to stop it. They fucking don't. It's much easier to say, hold us accountable consistently than actually be accountable for it. Right. Oh, combination two. Sorry, my camera died. Yeah, we saw. It's okay. I I, I mixed you. Lev nope. already <laughs> goofed it off the cast. Yeah, I'm, I'm fast. You're, you're, you're banished from the island, bro. Oh, man. The hate rates are usually bots, not people. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, is that... Um, so, I think from a... Gin's got some some insight on this, too, man. Um, it's interesting that these bots are going around to specific creators, though. I don't know if it's been specifically targeted at, at specific people. Uh, I know a lot of people who are getting certain hate rates, I think, are correct. I think there are people who are on social media. There's there's probably an algorithm on Twitter or something that's saying, okay, this if the person says these amount of things somewhere... We're going to target them with this bot and the bot does its thing where it just, you know, says the N word a million times in their chat or something crazy. Right. Um, so why do you think it's happening and what do you think Twitch can do about it? I, I personally think it's happening. Um, are you back? Just, or should I bring your camera back? No, no don't, don't bring the camera. Okay. The battery right. said it. <laughs> <laughs> don't bring it back. If you feel like a ghost voice happening on stream right now, unfortunately the, the, the side effect of using a good camera is it's limited to its battery life. Um, I, I, you know, the main reason why these are happening is through things. It's, you know, amusement, boredom and revenge. It's the Internet provides a certain level of anonymity to people. And, you know, our political climate in the last four years has empowered people to be more forthcoming with things that aren't really good cohesive or like constructive okay and it's it's a it's hate speech you know it's a whole bunch of things but it, it's mostly amusement boredom and revenge and you know it, it's yeah you i just I think just, it's just being people just trolling just to troll um a lot of it. yeah a lot of it, a lot of it is trolling but you know the people who do organize this do feel this way and it is you know these these groups that organize it and you know there's one streamer uh i think the main person behind uh, smooligan or whatever his name is uh wreck it raven is another one who's been targeted i've heard about wreck it raven yeah she made yeah, a big post it, on twitter that blew up or something i saw that yeah yeah and that's that's where this whole thing you know where it's coming from Let's see if we can find that and tweet i think i have it i had it up i'll, I'll look in real quick to see if i can get this thing going here yeah but yeah, it's 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 just these people who are bored and have nothing better to do and they just want to spread their hate. I I don't I don't think it's I, I don't think it's people. I think it's one asshole made a script and he's like, "Yeah, I'm just going to let it run." But that's the no, weird that, part though is that Twitch isn't doing anything about it. And that, what do you there, like, there are Discord servers set up for this. Like they'll sit there oh, and really? they'll plan, yeah. Um okay discords they'll set they'll plan this and they'll do the raids and they'll do this and they set up fake social media accounts they'll dox them the whole nine so i mean and it is lgbtq and and it's mostly those people of that community and it's and i i don't 
I fail to understand what you have to fear from somebody in the LGBTQ community. It's not like they're going to touch you and you're going to become gay or they're going to touch you and you're going to become trans or anything like So I just, I don't, I fail to understand why there's so much hate towards this community. And it's just, the only thing I could think of is just because they're not like, they're not, you know, your Christian Bible thumpers. They don't fit in, in that mold. That's all I can think of. I think well, people I think are going to be a lot of the hate towards them really comes from exactly what you just said it's a lot of it's religious a lot of people are raised as that's not okay that's a sin and i think it's hard to change that mindset of when that's instilled upon you for so long to all of a sudden just be like okay that's fine um i don't think it's realistic i think it's terrible that people don't have the mindset of you live your life i'll live mine i don't care what you do if it doesn't affect me in a personal way to where like it has terrible implications on my life who gives a shit what somebody does in the private time Right. Who cares? Who cares? Like, I've uh, this is a joke. Take it however you want. But for the longest time, did you ever wonder why gay people are happy? Because they couldn't marry like us and be miserable while they're I married. Heard, I heard that joke. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's it. And you know, I just who cares if Steve and Steve want to get married? What what does that have yeah. any effect on you? What does that have to do with your freedoms or anything? I, right. I just. I don't understand it. I always think about it this way, man. If the population of the world is almost 8 billion people and 10% are assholes, it's a lot of fucking assholes out there. Yep. I mean, it just is what stink. it is. You, you take you take 10 people, you know, take a room of 10 people, one of them's an asshole, guaranteed. You know, 10% just is. So, um, I'm with you guys. Like, I, you know, I want to I wanna dive into this very carefully. I don't like that ally mentality because it's so blatantly... Like you're trying to to to, to do I, I I don't know the intention. Like I know you're trying to do the right thing, but you're also trying to get attention. And I just like I hate that side of things. But I'm also of, of the mindset of like I just don't have the energy. Just do your thing. Like I don't I don't care. Like I don't care what you do. Like I don't care if you yeah. like girls or guys or you think you're a unicorn. I don't care. Do it. Like awesome. If it makes you happy, and you're not fucking with other people, then I don't care. I agree with you, Vaughn. Like you know, like I was in the Marines, and but I'm not sitting there like sitting there like hating on people for not being in the marine corps or or like shoving it down their throats for not being a marine like you're less than because of that you know what i'm saying like you're just you're a person i'm a person we have different life choices we've done different things do your thing like i don't <laughs> it's what it is like marry right. who you want do what you want so again but i also hate this side of things of like oh this is gonna get me in trouble i don't <laughs> like I, I, i'll say it i don't <laughs> like the ally side like the the blatantly the blatant grasp for attention because you've turned yourself into this ally to this cause this ideology i'm not an ideology person but i don't get it i don't just like i don't get it with the lgbtq community i also don't get it for like like those those like uh uh like super religious people who like will will like go door to door and like hate you immediately if you don't believe what they believe like those cultish types you know i'm just like i just don't i don't get it i don't want to put the energy into it i don't like it and the obvious grab for attention annoys the fuck out of me i don't think it's me. so much the grab for attention i think it's when you get to those far spectrums left and right of Agreed. ideology it's it is a cult-like obsession and if somebody doesn't see your point of view then they're automatically on the other side and they hate you agreed and i agree with you 
and I I personally hate that. Um, my mom is uh, far left. I I consider myself a moderate centrist, and we get into arguments a lot because I don't agree with some of the things that she says. I'm like, you know, um, we we can even bring Second Amendment into this. I don't have a problem with people owning guns. I have a problem with people owning assault rifles. You don't need an assault rifle in your fucking house. No. <laughs> You can have a shotgun, you can have a fucking pistol. I even get into fights with my wife about this. But, you know, you're entitled to have a gun and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. So it's the same It's the same thing, you know. Once you push out on those fringes, people just, they, they get in their feelings so hard, so fucking fast. Uh, just on that, I could really give a shit what kind of gun somebody has in their home, personally. If it, they're not going around shooting people, what do I fucking care? You could have an MP5 in your house with all the ammo that you want, set to full auto. If you just use it for the range, enjoy that shit. I don't right. care. It doesn't affect me. Um, frankly, depending on where I lived, I might prefer my neighbor have that kind of machinery, <laughs> if ever needed. Um, but I think it all comes down to just like a belief thing, whether you believe... Yeah that you are right is what it comes down to and not accepting other people's beliefs is something we got to work on. But do you feel, go ahead. I come from like a very outdoors family. We hunt and fish all year round. Two feet to my right is a gun safe that hosts between my dad and I roughly 20 to 30 guns. There is not an AR in there, but there's a slew of handguns, shotguns, long rifles. um, And they're mostly there's two handguns in there that stay there for home defense i.e right now one of them is out of that safe for my use because my folks are going out of town for a month they're going to go hunting for uh early season elk just started as Mm -hmm. of right now and that's some good um, eats (laughs) yeah venison Mm. but uh like my, my sister and i my dad trained us when we were young to hey this is how you hold a rifle this is how you hold a pistol this is how you shoot it this is how you reload it this is how you maintain it after you fire it all these different things and as long as it's treated like it's supposed to be treated there isn't any issues right right i i don't have a problem with anyone having weapons i just my problem is weapons designed for military use Mm -hmm. don't need to be in and i understand that's a different or i understand that's a different yeah. different whole different thing to open up yeah so let's we kind of got off a little on, off track we kind of took the i think we all have the same mindset when it comes to like agreed there's super crazy people on the far left there's super crazy people on the far right you know if you're uh, attached to an ideology um it can cause problems and regardless i think we can all say that we're pretty much centrist in in this cent- in the, in this way we might have slight disagreements here which is good we have we have the full gambit here on this panel but let's go back to the topic of twitch hate raids right now like a it's probably like yin said it's probably somebody just running a script f- and targeting people specifically maybe through a platform like a social media like twitter or instagram who use certain tags and then they find out they're on twitch and they're sending these hate raids or they're having discords to do it like you said benji it's probably a mixture of the two it's probably somewhere in the middle right what yeah. can twitch do to stop this and is there anything that can be done and again we can almost think about this from like a home defense standpoint like this is kind of how i think about it like do you think the power should be on the viewer or the, I mean the streamer to, to, to do something about it? Or do you think it has to be done by Twitch? I think it's both. 
Yeah, okay. um, I think Twitch, instead of saying they practice zero talent or that kind of thing, should actually fucking do it. Um, I think giving the streamers the ability to enact that kind of action from Twitch is incredibly important. As I mentioned earlier, I think having something in like your creator suite or like a button you can push in OBS that says like, I need a staff member here um, to take a look at this is incredibly important. It'll flag your channel for someone at Twitch to be like, okay, they're dealing with this thing that we say we won't tolerate. Let's get in there and fucking stop it. I think having severe punishments for that kind of thing is wildly important. IP yeah. bans are a good start, but it's not hard to change your IP address. Yep. Hardware ban their shit, because if I lose out on a $2,000 computer because I did something dumb, chances are I'm going to try and Nate not say something fucking dumb. Right. Yeah, you can always Mac ban, you know, your media access control. You can always Mac ban. You can do that. Um, you're right, Dylan. It, it is a twofold operation. Um, Twitch should be able to you know just put a captcha in when you sign up that that'll kill bots almost instantly you'll get rid of a lot of bots with just a stupid fucking captcha um and you should empower you know the streamer more you should give them the tools that they need to combat this because how can you be a company and not protect your employees because that's what a streamer is a streamer is an employee of twitch you know, this wouldn't float in corporate world. You know, somebody said dropped an M-bomb in your cubicle. You go straight to HR. And that other person's out of a job. True. So Twitch needs to do more to protect their employees and their streamers. I think they do offer some things. Um, like there is sub only and emote only mode and like yep. followers only mode. Like you have to follow for 10 minutes to be in this thing. Right. I think the problem with that is those solutions are only temporary. Right, and yeah. there's easy ways to get around that. So if you're on follow-only mode, you know, you follow somebody. You don't even do a hate rate this stream. Catch them next week after you've watched a few ones. So, right. I mean, it's it's easily defeated. It's I, I, I kind of get what Vaughn's saying, though. Like, all right, let's say, for example, you know, uh, Yin says something really nicely. In principle, some actually let it intentionally happen uh, to highlight that it's a blatant problem. And I think that's good because it brings attention to Twitch, hopefully. And there's enough, like, for example, the the, the hashtag Twitch do better is trending because it's been happening. It's showing, like, blatant issues with the system. And I yeah. think that's good. I think it sucks that it's happening, but it's good that the community is kind of rallying and like, hey, this shit's happening. Do something, Twitch, right? It kind of brings attention to it. Um, I think the only downside from a from a creator standpoint uh, and from a business standpoint is number one, Twitch streamers are not employees. The only employees yeah. are the Twitch partners. Everybody else is open bait and is only a 1099. You're paid as a contractor, and they don't they don't pay taxes on your gains. They don't do any of that shit. So you're you're basically off to your, left to your own devices. They've kind of built you a platform to build a business off of, but they're not going to. They don't pay you personally. They just give you a portion of whatever they've agreed upon. So you have a contractual basis. So they really don't have to do shit for you. They really don't. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing I think a lot of people are mistaking here is that it is a platform and it's a capitalistic platform. If you don't like it, you can fucking leave type thing. Like, you know, when it really comes down to like you, there's other platforms, but of course, Twitch being the Mac daddy of them all right now, of course you want to be here. So of course Twitch should do better in this situation, right? Number two though, um, if we take that same platform, that same idea of you being a 1099, I, I lean heavier into the fact that you should take more responsibility and find ways of like either doing follower only mode, sub only mode and protect your stream, protect your followers. Like if, all right, I think about it this way. I've banned people in my chat before. Because uh, it's not worth the fucking view if they're going to be a shitbag and make a bad experience for the rest of my my yep. my community. 
I'm just not going to do it because I'm, I'm vigilant in that sense. Um, but I do see where sub only, I do agree with you, Benji, like sub only and follower only mode could potentially, let's say you get hate rated every day. Like that's going to hurt your, like, like you have three seconds to impress somebody. If somebody walks in, they want to say hi to you and they have to be a follower. They don't know what the reasoning is. You can't sit there for three hours and say like, I keep, I keep having these problems. I keep doing this. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I have to keep sub only owner follower only mode that could potentially hurt your growth in the long term. You know what yeah, I mean? It will um, more than it won't. Yeah, exactly. So it's definitely not a long term solution. So I do agree that there does need to be some intervention. I just don't know what Twitch can potentially do. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, like empowering your, your streamers, um, I mod for a small streamer. Um, she does use, you know, LGBTQ friendly, um, tags mm -hmm. but there's three mods for a stream that gets maybe 10 viewers tops and we're on top of it right and like we I, there's one mod she has a list up of bot names that have come through and as soon as that person comes to chat she'll run it against and if they're come up she kicks them right out so that that works on small streams but when you get to medium to large size streams it it gets kind of difficult and that's you know that's that's where twitch needs to do better yeah i i do agree i think it's this there's a mixed match and it's like a lot of things on twitch there's kind of a little bit of column a a little bit of column b but let's 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 really dive into it a little bit let's say for example i love this analogy man magic wand time this today it's it's orange even though it looks kind of red okay magic fucking wand let's say you are now jeff bezos you just got off your yacht Somebody from Twitch gives you a call. And they're like, hey, this is from space. <laughs> just came back from space. Uh, Benji, I'll start with you. What would you do if you were Jeff Bezos? If you were running the company, how would you handle this? Uh, that's tough because there's no right or wrong answer. And you're damned if you do, if you're damned if you don't. Um, I think I would put more pressure on my IT guys to get the tools out sooner rather than later in the year. Um, I wouldn't change much other than that, but that that's about the only thing you can do because you have a model that's working. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's always going to be someone that's going to exploit it for you. So, you know, just put pressure to get your, the tools out to the people to protect them. But other than that, stay the course. Yeah. You're a multi-billion dollar company. You gotta stay the course, right? Okay. All right, Vaughn, it's up to you, man. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things they could do. Um, I First definitely and foremost, agree. you're Jeff Bezos. You have to shave your head and then continue. Um, so <laughs> before I was rudely interrupted, um, <laughs> I think there's two things or a couple hey. of things that they could do. I think Benji absolutely nailed part of the thing right on the head is that they need to have tools come out and come out quickly to try and counteract that. I also think what they should do and probably be a big issue for a lot of people, uh, re-require every user on your system to two-factor. If they can't pass it, then I'm sorry. That's now a requirement to be on this website. If you can't pass the test that you're not a bot, then you, you can still watch. You can still soak in the content, but you can't type something. And it's going to suck, but I think that would really help with a lot of the issues that are happening. And then while that's occurring, the IT people will have enough time to try and work on, you know, either it's the, hey, get a staff member here as quickly as you can. Or, hey, here's a running log of everything that we know that's happening. Here are tools we can use to try and combat that um there's no right or wrong answer to it it's going to be an ever-evolving problem that people will figure out how to get past whatever things come out yeah but unless you consistently are trying to actively stop the issue 
versus making Twitter posts saying that you are. It's going to keep happening and people are going to get mad. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Zion, wand is passed to you. Oh, he's got a smart. I'm going to do the typical millionaire answer and say, fuck it. You guys figure it out. Smart move, too. If you're Jeff Bezos, bro, like, I don't know what the amount of money that Twitch is bringing in for Amazon as Amazon as a whole. I can't imagine it's that much. Like, Amazon's a, a trillion dollar company, basically. So if Twitch brings in $2 billion, that's a very, it's a 2% of the company. They don't really give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, if you're thinking about it, you know what I mean? Like, really, I don't know how much Jeff would really give a fuck. Um, I think, uh, I agree, Yin was pointing this out, and I, I do agree with him from our last talk. Um, he was saying that, uh, that Twitch TV right now is running on basically spaghetti code from back when it was Justin.TV. Right back before it was Twitch.tv, before it was bought out by Amazon, they're running on this code. I think they need a full backend relog. I completely agree with Yin. They they need to. I don't think the developers right now have the ability to actually implement big changes because they're building it off of this older code, and then I think it's too expensive. So if I was Jeff Bezos, I'd just invest more into Twitch in order to fix this shit and really do a backend change to do uh, multiple things. Make a better algorithm for smaller channels. So make, like, I think of it like the cream rises to the top, but if you have a steady heat on all of it, you have more cream, baby. Like you gotta like, you know, there's there's gotta be something to help these smaller streamers here a bit, number one. Number two, then you have the ability to 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 uh, give less developers more power to do better things using an algorithm or some kind of backend code. But right now they don't really, I don't think Twitch has the ability to do a lot of shit. I think they that's all they can do is apologize. I, so I kind of in, a little column B here with Vaughn, like give, you know, without doing like logging or having an actual hands-on person. But again, how do you manage 9 million accounts? It's the, it's the YouTube problem. Like YouTube has 500 million minutes of videos uploaded a day. There's not enough human eyes in the world. You'd have to hire a billion people to like manage that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how they could really. Like, and again, they're going to find another way. Like, for example, hot tub streamers started and then Twitch came out with these new guidelines and then the hot tub streamers continued and then people would just put their, their fucking feet in water and they're saying they're still in a pool technically, you know, so they'd be naked doing whatever the fuck they wanted. And then it turned into uh, the ASMR streams, right? Where the girls were literally had their ass in the air licking a fake ear because it was ASMR. Yeah, the Amaranth <laughs> streams for just basically... <laughs> And like, it's so bad. It's so but bad. You know what? She's getting okay, twelve thousand viewers, and she makes a million dollars a month on OnlyFans. Props to her. You found a market. You're killing it. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. So, hold on. Just to touch on hot tub streams real quick. <clears throat> I think it's a direct result of OnlyFans. It there's only that's the only explanation I can think of. I have mixed feelings about it. Oh, I, think I would it's love an easy to hear way. your mixed feelings. I. I <laughs> Different stream, different stream. No, 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 same stream. We got time. Come on. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> we got time. I, I feel that Twitch was built for gamers, and I understand they had to branch out. And the second they started, you know, just chatting being a category, I think it kind of damaged the brand. Um, but I'm a purist in, with a lot of things. Like, if, if you take a book and turn it into a movie... It better read page for fucking page on the screen as it did on the fucking the book. Um, 
I don't have a problem with it. You do you. You you earn your money how you want to earn it. I'm just I'm just not. Wait, a hold, fan on, of hold on, hold no, on. That doesn't make those two conflicting things because you said <laughs> do your thing, but at the same time you're do also you... a purist. Like, hey, do your thing, but not on no, Twitch. No. Do your thing. I like. Do you are entitled to make your money however you want to. That doesn't mean I am a fan of it. That's fair. So. I mean, there's there's tons of, there's tons of content on YouTube I don't fucking watch because I don't like it. So, yeah. but I don't hate those channels for making whatever they're fucking making. I, I don't hate them. I just don't partake in them. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Okay, Vaughn. How do you feel about Belle Daphine? Um, I give a shit. In all honesty, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't like how your chances things. with Belle has gone down to zero, sir. Um, it's really easy for me to not. Put myself in a position where it's being thrown in my face yeah i just don't click on it do i like that it's on there no but those are for reasons mainly because there's no actual age gates on this website yeah i mean it's really easy to say you're 18 click a box and boom now you're watching amaranth in a bikini sensualic two fucking ears that are shaped as microphones and you're nine you know i yep. think that there's a lot of issues with that I, people have i think falls on parents responsibilities for just not paying attention to what their kids are watching which a lot of people have issue with saying there's kids in the website there are but there's porn on the internet yep it's yeah. easy to get to yeah, anything I, you want to get to in modern any... times there's the birds and the bees and there's the internet talk now yeah that's true uh, like you're it's gonna really see some shit to not put yourself in front of it if you don't like it don't click it yeah it's, it's not going anywhere it's here <laughs> we just kind of have to accept it and it is what it is I think Benji said it greatly. It's here. I don't have to like it. Um, and that's I think that's fine if you don't. And if you do, it's great. It's there. Click on it. If not, don't click on it. And it's not a problem for you. Yeah. I I'm agree. I'm not going to put the wall and complain my hand hurt knowing it's going to hurt when I did it. Yeah. No, I 100% agree with you. I think I'm in, I'm in your boat. I mean, I don't click on it. I don't fucking watch it. You know, like, it doesn't bother me, but there's obviously 25,000 people that will watch it or, you know, three, five, four or 5,000 people and she's killing it. Um, so I, had it. The, I mean, you know, I had this problem. Them. So I have a little bit of a different thing. My sister is a streamer now and I don't know if she's in chat right now. Miss Savage AF, shout out to her. Um, and so she has to deal. I, I kind of see the shit she has to deal with and she's not wearing low cut and her, her, her angle is not that her angle is to game and make community and chill. And she, cause she's, she grew up around with, well, she grew up with me. I'm a fucking gamer. We've, we used to play halo three together and we'd romp stomp until two o'clock in the morning. And she was a chick and people, but people always have given her shit. Now, do I feel like there's a side of Twitch that are very misogynistic? Sure. There's again, that goes back to you take 10 people. One person's an asshole. So cool. Right. Um, but she handles herself well. She fucking mutes them and deletes them. So she takes in control of her chat. If they go too far, they're out, right? But there's people like Amaranth and, you know, uh, Indie Fox, who's been banned, I think, every fucking month, at least three times a month since, like, 2020. <laughs> She's always getting banned for something. But, again, if we're talking about a business here, Twitch is like, show me the money. Like, let's be honest here. I don't think... They're gonna they're gonna lean heavier into these things. It's probably some backroom talk on Twitch's part. Let's be honest here. Like, if we're thinking about from a business, if you've got five streamers, and they're bring, they're bringing in a million and a half dollars, plus ad revenue, plus sponsorships, all the leeway in the world all until they cross. The and that's, until they cross that line, that's what they did with Indie Fox. Like, this is where I have a problem. Now. This is where I have a problem. This is the 
the ununiform way that they are handling things. And this also brings me to another point. This is something I didn't add to the point. So um, Dr. Disrespect, a year later, he got banned, completely banned. He's lost one-fourth. He makes one-fourth of what he made on Twitch, lost all the partnerships, and now is suing Twitch because of the money he's... Apparently, he knows the reason he was banned, and he's suing them because of it. And I kind of agree with him. And let me explain this. So if Indy Fox is getting banned, she showed her asshole last Christmas live on stream. Like her her whole her whole asshole. Her entire her entire butt. Like the the brown star and all for Christmas as a Christmas present and got banned for um for three weeks. Three weeks. Showing her entire asshole. So Twitch will treat her this certain way, but then Dr. Disrespect, for whatever reason he got banned for, but apparently it's suable. So where's the where is the uniformity in this? And this is where I have a this is where my my biggest con, my the most bullshit that I have with with Twitch. Like one thing I do give YouTube is that with YouTube, yes, there might be politics involved. Yes, they might not like, like your content, and yes, you might get demonetized, but you will not get outright banned for unless there's something super egregious, right? And those are in the terms of services. And like, for example, if I play a DMCA song, I'm getting that channel is getting muted and I'll get a copyright strike. That's like, it's just across the board. But in Twitch, it's kind of like, this person's bringing in two mil a month. Oh, they people look two nicer million to them. viewers. I think we can just slap them on the wrist this time. three day ban, that'll do it. Ugh, you know, like that, I just, that irks the fuck out of me. Like. I don't, where do you guys feel on this, man? Like, I just, it's just, I can't, it doesn't settle right with me, man. I fucking hate double standards. Um, Lev, you can attest to this. Uh, in the, in the military, there's two physical fitness tests. One for men, one for women. And I hate it. And and it's, I don't think it's fair that a, a, a female only has to do 45 push-ups to max out their PT test, or me, a male the same age, has to do 85 to max out my my PT test. Okay. I I hate double standards all the way around. If if a woman ha- if a female has to do 45 and I have to do 85, why can't we both do 50 push-ups and max out our PT test? Why can't it be something that's universal across the board? Or that's split challenging. The and, split yeah. the middle and do 60. S- split the diff. You know, it. I, I cannot stand double standards, and I think double standards do worse, do more harm than good when you're talking about equality and, and pay and all that stuff. Right. I, I think if some if we're do, expected to do the same work, we all should get the pay the same, and that's, that's where this is. Twitch is treating their female streamers with a kid glove because women in games are not very synonymous like it's still uncharted territory as opposed to men with games it's been around for since day one since ColecoVision but why do we have to treat them different we're all playing the same thing we're all on the same platform if Dr. Disrespect did something to get banned and then Indy Fox did the same thing she should be banned as well you know and that that's it I agree I know I think Indy Fox if if Imagine if I showed my asshole on this channel. Bro, you'll be pull plugged in like five seconds. Literally. Like, um, like what? 
you know, like I no, I do agree with that. Like I just I think it should be standardized for the bands. Like I don't know what. So that makes me think if Andy Fox can show her asshole on stream, but then Doctor Disrespect got a full band. What the fuck did he do? What did he do? Yeah, I think therein lies a big problem with it is transparency. I think you is just hit me on the head. We don't know why these people are getting banned, and I'm sure in some instances, unfortunately, the people who are banned can't say anything. Um, I think it is. A double standard in some aspects like i think the kids gloves go on for certain people with their bands and i think that they don't for other people right um i don't like the analogy of the double standard with like the physical fitness tests it's just the best one i had genetic wise (laughs) that's the best one i had (laughs) that's fair um I i think a lot of the issues with you know twitch has a whole in regards to that is just coming down to them not willing to say why things happened and because if if let's say for example if doc was banned for a bullshit reason which it sounds like he was because uh, he's not dumb enough to sue over something that would make sense of why he got banned 100 um maybe they don't say things because they don't want people to know that they just fucking weren't a fan um or whatever the reason may be uh other people go well he was banned for this but you know and a very common was a linity thewer cat as all of you are aware I adore my cat more than anything else in this fucking world. Yep. Yes, this is very uh, true. I don't think that she really did anything wrong with the way that she had removed the cat from her thing. The vodka is a whole other thing that she should have been banned for, but whatever. Right. Um, I think it's the transparency with shit. I think if you hide something and don't make a public knowledge on a very public website, people are going to have issues with it and think you're treating people special. Yep. And I think that's what's happening, though. I mean, there's no, there's no country... How many two to three day bans are they getting versus a guy does one of these ASMR streams and gets a thirty day? Right. Yeah. Where is the, where is the difference? Where the, where is the line drawn? Because it's I think Vaughn's onto it. I think he nailed it on the head. There's no transparency in the banning process. Whether that's because of legal reasons, because these people have like contracts. Like I'm guessing, Indie Fox has a contract with Twitch just as much as Doctor Disrespect had a contract with Twitch. And I guess from a business standpoint, if we're gonna be purely business. Like it's a contract. We can we can break that contract when we feel like. If I'm Twitch, like we can break it whatever we feel like. We can do our bands however we feel like, and you just have to deal with it. But I think as the platform grows and they get a larger market share, like for example, Facebook had to go in front of Congress for the bullshit they're pulling off because they got so big and they're such a monopoly. Twitch doesn't have that same oversight yet. Because they can have free reign to do whatever they fucking feel like. But if they're really trying to put this image as like, if they're getting into more just chatting and they're getting into like more music and they're getting into these other platforms and stuff, they have more sponsorships. There needs to be some transparency or maybe they're only transparent with the sponsorships and not with the rest of the community. Like, why do you think there is no transparency? Like, I I don't think there needs to be. I think there should be. I don't think there needs to be. I I think there needs to be transparency because how are you going to how's the community as a whole going to learn from this experience? If you're just saying like, okay, well you're banned. Well, why was he banned? Well, we don't want to tell you why Mm. tell, tell us why this person was banned. So we know not to do this in the future. I mean, it's simple as that. It's the same thing. Like, like having a kid and you put their hand on the oven, you say it's hot. Don't put your hand on the oven. It's hot. You're going to burn yourself. They're not going to do it. Right. I, I agree and disagree with that sentiment. Um, I think the only reason people want to know why people are banned is because they're fucking nosy. 
for the most part. I think transparency would be great, personally. I think it'd be wonderful to know because I'm nosy because I want to know why he was banned. Is it right. my business? No. Does it affect how I do things? No. I think there are, you know, terms that are set when you become a partner and you agree to a terms of service when you do it. And so if you don't read that and you get banned, you know, if that wasn't in the terms of service, Twitch does tell the individuals why they're banned. They don't just ban you and say that that's it. But I think it's really easy to say we need to know why somebody was banned when like we don't they broke the rules that were in their contract those contracts are private yeah and it's nobody's business aside from the streamer and that individual i think personally i think when it comes to transparency i agree with you i think that it's a contract they're a business they don't have to it is what it is and those are private contracts so whatever however twitch feels that they should break the contract is up to them fair i think personally though where a lot of the anger comes from especially with no transparency is because it hurts the image of twitch and a lot of people are building their careers on this platform and this could hurt them potentially like for example uh dr disrespect lost apparently three-fourths of his money he built this thing he's built his brand he did that he was twitch he's like the twitch partner of the year two years in a row he as he likes to say the two-time running champ baby right so he built this thing and then to get fucking wrecked by twitch i think it also i think it's it's not a smart business move to also not have some form of transparency because if you don't then you're also going to be ending up hurting the brand and you also blur the lines of what is what's allowable what's not allowable and because of that like how and on top of that like as a creator like for me like i'm putting a lot of time and energy into twitch obviously my my i could wait i could go to facebook or i could go to youtube but this is my this is my home this is what i chose this is the place and if i get banned like all that work goes to shit you know it's like or if the brand goes to shit like if they you know like there's it's just i think i understand also from the creator side of things like where is the transparency i'm putting my time and energy into you i'm trying to bring you money we're trying to have a relationship right i'm trying to bring you money you're trying to give me viewers we're we have this symbiotic thing going on i don't like where this direction's going but you're not being transparent about and it kind of sucks do you stream on twitch to help twitch or do you stream on twitch for you no i stream on twitch for me 100 percent. so then i don't necessarily agree with what you just said at the end there right so let me, i guess let me rephrase I, I agree with you let me rephrase cool I've chose this platform because I also enjoy the community and the things that I've built here and the friendships I've made. And it feels really shitty to have to lose that. And yeah, so I I'm think proud. I think that's what is frustrating because let's say let's say it's not let's say anything, for example, not even the transparency, but the random banning, the un the, the hate raids, all these things that keep happening, it makes it it makes it feel like I'm spending my time in these past three years building this friendship in this community, and it feels like well, what am I doing? Why am I here on this platform that's doing this? And it kind of right. just brings these things into question. And I think that's not good as a brand for Twitch in general. Not for me, just for a brand. Like, it makes a lot of creators like, why are we doing this then? And, and that's good for other platforms. Like, a lot of people are jumping ship and going to other platforms. But I kind of feel, I don't know. It just, it's, a, I still have to work out this feeling myself. But I, I'm kind of getting that, that vibe across the internet right now. It's like this, like, I've built like this Twitch community is very different than like a YouTube community or a Facebook gaming community. It just it's a very different thing. Like I met all I met you, I met Zion, I met Benji, I met Yin, all the people are in chat right now. Like I find like I 
I confide in these people. We've built this thing on this platform. And to see it to start go downhill, it just kind of like, it hurts. It sucks a little bit. You know what I mean? It stings a little bit. I mean, you're also emotionally invested into it, as one would be, given the amount of time that they put in. Right. But it doesn't hurt Twitch enough yet to do anything about it. I agree with that. So let me ask you a question, Lev, since huh? you've been asking us all the questions. Um, you, as a dedicated Twitch content creator, do you feel over the past year and a half since pandemic, uh, Twitch has become a more toxic environment for mm. creators? Mm. Personally, for me, no. I don't but, find like, any any more toxicity with like in my community. But then again, I, I hold strong standards. Like for example, yeah. if there's shit that's going on in my chat, I'd rather just ban that person. I don't feel they're I don't feel like it's enough to well, like you know, like if somebody comes in like we had somebody in chat the other day come in like, hey, I'll one v one me bro in Halo and I was like, Nope, fuck you, we don't do that. Like it was that well, I mean, <laughs> you know, like Yeah, but I mean like more than just chat. I mean like with their business practices and how like they're handling their PR right now, Dr. Disrespect, uh, the inconsistent bans, the hate raids. Do you feel like as a whole Twitch isn't the same and it's just become. A oh, no, successful. I, I think it's well, it's wildly successful, I think, because they hold such a monopoly. But I think that also means that they should do better because they are becoming a monopoly. Like, for example, if Facebook was half as popular as it was, they wouldn't be going in front of Congress. But the only difference is, is that Twitch doesn't have enough political power in order to be questioned by Congress. They're not, you know, there's they're, they're not causing riots like 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 Twitch Facebook groups and like QAnon and shit and all the riots. Oh, you know what I'm saying? They don't have that kind of same thing. But from if we're talking about if 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 Twitch is very community driven, which it is, and it is the number one, like all of the biggest esports and all of like the, like even music, music's coming to here. Like these these big these big there's big money here, and a big community. So you have the best of both worlds there. But because of that, as it grows, again, it's that ten percent more assholes. If there's yep. nine, if there were nine million people now versus a year ago, which is six million people, there is now nine hundred thousand more. You know, at there's there's three hundred thousand more assholes who just joined. So of course, there's gonna be more more crap. So I wouldn't say I would say that the policies that they are placing to to bring this home, the policies they are placing. Oh, it's got. Oh, there we go. We got a subscription. What's up, dude? Oh, sorry. The policies they are putting into place is... I wouldn't say it's causing more toxicity. I think it's becoming more unmanageable for Twitch. And I think that the community is getting angrier because of that. I don't yeah. think it's a direct cause because of Twitch itself. I think the platform is doing as intended. I think that because there is more people and there are more issues, I think that's causing more frustration. And because of more frustration, that's leading to more anger in the Twitch community, which is causing it to be a little bit more toxic. So I guess in a roundabout way, it's it's more about the rapid growth and the unmanageable expectations of the community. And then the non-transparency is causing a larger problem, if that makes sense. Well, they can stem it by being a little bit more transparent about things and a little bit more, like Vaughn said, a little bit more proactive on how to help people. But yep. they're not. And they really... Quite honestly, don't have to. So don't need to. basically, like the yeah. platform grown has grown, but the company itself has not grown to adjust to the platform. It's like this poor city planning. Yeah, it's basically poor city planning, exactly. And they don't want to spend the money, like Yin said, to fix the infrastructure in order to implement changes that will actually benefit the Twitch community. 
Because why would they do that? They don't have to. They're making hand over fist right now. They're making right so now. much fucking money. <laughs> They're making so much fucking money. This is probably the most money they've ever made. Like, let's be honest yeah, here. Yeah, I think uh, they were saying, uh, I read 300 million in uh, ad revenue alone last year. I mean, they're making yeah. money over, they're making hand over fist. Why would they change anything? It's working but, um, from a bit, the business model is working. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but again, it's like you said, right now, they're making hand over fist until this shit just explodes like a giant pimple on somebody's face. That's every business ever created, though. I don't know? think it will explode. Ooh, I, spicy. You don't, you don't think I don't, so? I legitimately don't. I, I don't think Twitch will do anything about it until it affects big streamers. Because I don't think, in all honesty, I don't think they give a shit about anybody under 500 viewers. I think you're right about that. You're right. <laughs> they, 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 don't, they only <laughs> care about that top 1,000. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And That's so true. I think unless it's affecting like Tim the Tapman, Nick Marks, you know, XQC, all of those people until they're the ones who are being like, you guys have to fix this. You know, in all honesty, if their money makers don't give a shit, why do they? Right. Yeah. If and we're bringing in so much of that, they don't fucking care. And those, well, here's the problem. It's kind of like YouTube, though, with the self censorship. Like, apparently, you're not allowed to cuss too many times. Your your video gets demonetized. And so you're going to self censor because of that. Do you think Nick Merckx or Tim the Tapman would speak out against Twitch in the position that they're in right now? Nope. They'd, that'd be fucking career suicide. You don't oh, bite the hand it? that feeds you. Yeah, you don't bite the hand that feeds you. You're 100% right. So, uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to change. I think that they're in an unmanageable position, like Vaughn said. It's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, like you said, Benji. And, uh, you know, I think I think as the player base and the viewership has grown and that the monies keep coming in, the sponsorships come, keeps coming in, unless without them really doing something about the back end and giving developers better tools to fix things, I think it's going to be steady as she goes. And I don't think it's going to die because they have such a large market share. It's like saying YouTube is going to die tomorrow. No, it's not. It's got 2 no. billion fucking users. Like, yeah, you know, it just does. Murphy's Law is is it bound to happen. And it's there is going to be an event. It doesn't, I don't know if it's going to be tomorrow, today, one year, five years down the line, but there is going to be an event that is going to be a come to Jesus moment for for Twitch. I hope so. What do you think that come to Jesus? All right, Zion, you've been mighty quiet over there. What do you think? What's the come to Jesus moment? What would make you stop coming to Twitch, Zion? Uh, if my favorite creators that I have personal relationships all got shit canned for no reason. Hmm. So say you get pulled for this podcast who, who knows what yeah say <laughs> say leveled gets pulled and then future gets pulled and then gray jedi lilo and ace and any of the og members that we're good friends with any of you guys get shit canned for no reason that would make me unhappy but i wouldn't leave unless all of you are gone yin says leveled showing his asshole for a christmas present would st certainly stop me coming to twitch that's that'd be like a, that's enough internet for today <laughs> And I will catch the Griffins next week. <laughs> yeah. And someone, someone earlier mentioned Prime Live, which is a new, like newer streaming service that's been coming to. Um, a lot of people were giving it hype because so many people are getting frustrated with Twitch. But again, it's not established enough. It doesn't have the base. It doesn't have the names. It doesn't have the notoriety. So 
until it catches some bigger names that are so frustrated with Twitch that they switch over. And I, I think it, it, it's it's not going to change until they do something substantial and get their shit together. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm, I'm going to put this in the gamer context. Okay. Um, Twitch is the giant. You know who else was the giant? World of Warcraft. And yeah. it took one, one report to kill their business. Oh and no! That's just... a big fucking report, bro. You yeah, just it's a... opened a can, my guy. You just opened I mean, a can. Granted, World of Warcraft in general has been on the decline for the past six, seven years. Yes, but but that 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 report from California was the nail in the coffin, and yeah. it's just it's going to be exactly like that you know twitch is going to be the king on the mountain and it's just slowly it's going to decline decline and something's going to happen and it's bam that's I, it i uh I, I think the the lawsuit against blizzard and wow is a temporary issue for them uh i think unfortunately speaking for myself and i imagine a lot of other gamers uh we really are selfish individuals and i think that if i think right now it's hot to say fuck wow i think right now it's hot to say fuck twitch and all these things that have issues going on but all it's going to take is a couple of fixes to meet the demands that people complain about and it's amazing how quick the internet forgets shit. and we're still here and yep. wow's gonna, look at i mean wow if they go through switch they die down a new expansion comes out they come back up they well, look at I mean, okay, we we're we're two hours and eleven minutes in, and I'm gonna say Bungie is excellent at doing that exact same fucking thing. I brought it up this time. It was me. I brought up Destiny this time. It was me. You mean Bungle? That is 41 episodes of bringing up Destiny every single fucking podcast, and this time it's me. All right, my bad. Um, but people are gonna they're gonna they're not even gonna forget. They're just not gonna care anymore, and they're gonna go back because they miss doing it. They miss playing it. Yeah. Um, and I think with Brian, as you had mentioned, I don't think it's an issue of them getting viewers over. I mean, Mixer had Microsoft money and it failed. Yep. They bought the two biggest streamers on Twitch and it failed. I think the only thing that could really give a run to for Twitch for its money is YouTube. Uh, they signed a contract with Call of Duty to have it over there. They're the second most popular website in the world next to Google. Yep. I mean, they are the top two biggest search engines that there are. If anybody's going to give them a run, it's that. And, I think and they're they both Google. Spending and YouTube is slowly but surely becoming more of a community and more so like the Twitch side of things was always more like community family based versus you go to a YouTube event and it's all the richy rich douchebags. Bro, let me tell you though, the Twitch community is way nicer than the YouTube community. Just go to any of my videos that I've posted on YouTube, you will find at least 10 assholes in each comment. Like, it just, the comment section is fucking brutal in YouTube. Don't you know rule number one of the internet? Oh, you, you don't read the comments. You think that Twitch has a problem with toxicity? I think YouTube is trying to address 10 years of that toxicity in a, in a short time span but i do agree with you if everybody has the resources and the ability it's going to be youtube yeah. um you know but here's the other thing like i think because there's more tools for creators on youtube in order to grow like that twitch algorithm like anybody who quick note if anybody uses tubebuddy by the way highly recommend if you're trying to get uh twitch growth or any kind of video growth on youtube tubebuddy is a fantastic tool that'll help you and i'm not sponsored by them they're just freaking great um and 
the algorithm there is so beneficial in order to get views to your videos or live streams or anything, right? Um, but I think I think Yin just hit the nail on the head right there. God, Yin, I'm just agreeing with you left and right today, brother. There has to be a huge revamp of streaming. There needs to be more interactivity with viewers. It has to be implemented from the OPS level. So it needs to be like, I agree with that. There needs to be more. I think if Twitch dies, it's because they keep steady as she goes, but stops implementing new changes. But because they are top dog right now and they haven't changed the back end, unless YouTube comes out with something that just completely blows them out the water, I don't see it really changing anything because it is the status quo at the moment. Just like HBO was the top dog forever, but then Netflix came around with some really good technology that blew them out of the water. And then now they're coming out with, they're like, they're like 10 years behind. You know what I mean? I think. YouTube is still 10 years behind Twitch at the moment in terms of streaming. Now, video content, they've, they've, they're they the top dog. But in terms of streaming, they're, they're playing catch up. You know, they just really are. I think that's a good place to stop, guys. And we, we can hit the nail on the head on a ton of different things. Uh, but before we end, I want to make sure everybody knows where can they listen to your podcast? Where can they find you guys? Benji, let's start with you, man. Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. It's at Ben Pie Photos. B E N P A I, like your senpai. Oh, I hate that you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> ben Pie, like your senpai. All right. Ugh. All right. I'm going to wash my mouth out after that. Vaughn Champion, where can they find you, my friend? Yes, you find me a couple of places here. Uh, number one's going to be on Spotify. If you search Outer Hours, you can listen to uh, my and Benji's podcasts, uh, where. We also have similar conversations about none of this shit, but we just talk. So yep. it's similar in that nature. Um, you can find me over on Twitter at, oh, fuck, what is my Twitter? Um, pretty sure it's Adventure Vaughn. It is yeah, Adventure Vaughn. Yep, it's Adventure Vaughn. Um, or on Instagram at, I think it's Vaughn.champion. Um, as you can clearly tell, I am very active on my social media <laughs> by how well I'm aware of what they actually are very active where can you listen to the podcast where's your main podcast hosted so it's going to be spotify it's actually the first thing that i stated if you search outer hours over on spotify you can find us there we have some some pretty good episodes i'd skip the first five if you don't want to listen to absolutely terrible shit if lev used something other than earbuds he would hoard that i uh i I totally uh where can you find it again i'm sorry i think my uh my old age is showing here yeah so our youtube or our spotify (laughs) <laughs> got him, um, coach. Really small local website. Um, it's about hamsters. It's weird that they allow us to be on there. It's xhamster.com. <laughs> you go there and just search <laughs> outer hours. Level to AF, you might find something. It's gonna be great uh, content there. We have some videos. The audio isn't quite synced up. Mm-hmm. We don't quite match up with what's happening, but it's a great website that you should uh, search for. If us you on. search level AF, you'll sign some old fucker in a helmet. That's probably about right. That's probably about right. Well, guys, I really appreciate you guys being on, and you guys already know where to find Zion and I. We're episode forty-one. We're less than average podcast. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, Zion Yeet, the main thing, twitch.tv forward slash Zion Yeet and uh twitch.tv for slash level day f or just google level day f and you might find some weird shit on the internet or hit us up and join spud town at the moment what is it called and... today yeah spud town. spud town today okay yeah get into the discord come hang out i'm talking it's gonna to be us. gasp town in 10 minutes i bet it would be all right uh vaughn champion benji you guys uh we didn't do this last week we'll do it this week though since you guys are on the guest who are we raiding today 
Oh, fuck. Shit. Uh, OG, <laughs> OG Blaze Master's on. OG Blaze Master? It's not, that's not your decision. It's on them. Yeah, shut the fuck up, Zion. We gotta find the Twitch window. Hey, go find uh, somebody. I'm gonna go to Final Fantasy XIV online. Okay. Viewers from low to high, you're gonna make someone's morning. Let's make somebody's morning. I'm down. Um, Who's got a camera who looks fucking normal? Camera and normal. Alright, watch we'll her go in there and we're gonna they think it's a hate raid. Speaking of uh, which. Here. Do not go in there, be assholes. Go in there and have some fun. This guy, Bruh. I'm gonna put it in the Discord thing here. He looks like he's just chilling. He's just chilling? About yeah. to make this dude's day. He looks like he needs more gel in his musician. Okay, okay, I like musicians. Alright, so alright, we're gonna go follow Avalith, guys. Avalith underscore TV. We're gonna raid this dude uh again. This is the Outer Hours podcast host, Vaughn Champion and Benji, and I am Leveled AF, and this is Zion Yeet with AKA less than Slim average. Jesus. Slim Jesus, a.k.a. Uh, guys, we'll see you guys next week. Let's go over and have some raids, and we'll see you soon. I Thanks for tuning into Outer Hours this week. This has been your host, Benji. Beautiful. Damn, cut me off. Beautiful. <laughs> We're still alive. Offline. We're still live. It's perfect. Perfect the guy timing. went offline. Oh no. He went offline? Yeah, he's offline. Oh, Bro, no! Hold on, no! no. Bro, what? Okay, do another one. 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 Do another one.